We're just about ready to get underway here on girlsplayfooty.com radio. Peter Holden, Matthew Cox, Christy Williams, Lucy Walker, Nick Necropontis. That took 10 seconds to announce the whole commentary team. That's the first that we've ever done in our four seasons. As the rain, you can start to hear come down on the roof and you can hear just the sprays and sparkles of it because it's bouncing off. It's really starting to come down. We are underway here as the umpire throws the football up in the air. Run down there by the Falcons by Lauren Pierce. Try and move it forward to Kerrick who couldn't pick it up. Carney doesn't bend over. Now she does. Tries to scoop it out at centre half back. Going in there is Kerrick. Couldn't pick up the pill. Brennan puts on the pressure. Ball drops free. Vessio leaning nearby. Couldn't go in there. Delpas first the football. She got caught by Alicia. Eva, ball hit the ground, slippery pill stuff early on, Paxman with the pill, she lost it, Sturt set a half back for the Muggers, putting boots a ball out towards the wing, Ashmore goes chasing after the football, kicked a little toe poker along the ground, in goes Anna Ibrahim, she couldn't pick it out, stacks on the mill, we're going to have our first ball up, Matthew Cox. Thank you very much Peter Holden, ball up, centre wing, what I think we'd call the broadcast side for this afternoon's game, Pierce gets the tap down, running onto it there for Darabin was Tyndall, She'll get a free kick. Just on the edge of the cricket pitches. She goes towards the half-forward flank on the outer side. Vessio chasing after it. Kept the ball in front of herself. Tried to send the handball backwards to Lauren Pierce. Just another one. Vessio kept it in play, but her kick went wide and she goes out on the full free kick to go the way of the Muggers. Back pocket, broadcast side. Four touches already for Darcy Vessio. And to take the free kick. Muggers have it in the back pocket. As the rain steady here. Kick long in the direction there of Kerrick. Couldn't bring it down. Had support though, and they get a kick. Tapner came late with the fist. Came off hands there to Hammond. Sends the ball inside, attacking 50. Muggers again with the numbers. Handball to Blackburn. Just a bit slippery from her. And we'll get a free kick going the way of the Muggers. And to take it will be Gabriella Pound. Early pressions from Lucy Watkin. Darabin doing very well to keep it into the, in their forward half of the ground. I think, as Coxie said, wet weather footy seems to be suiting them. They've got lots of the ball, mainly Darcy Vessio so far. And here's the long kick for the Muggers up to the Sheila direction. What a queen mark in the conditions. Then the hand pass was too hot for Ibrahim. Then she loses her footing. If only she kept her footing the wrong way. Delpos had it. Had the shorts pulled down as she tried to get a kick away. Kicks in towards a the pack. There's going to be stacks on the mill. And we're going to call for a ball up on stats today. Christy Williams. And Christy, we do need to remember in that game where it was these conditions at Casey Fields, Elise O'Day was our player of the day. Absolutely. She's just built for wet weather footy, isn't she? Ball hits the ground, in goes Ashmore, struggling to pick it up after being a uh, summer in the sunshine in Queensland. Finally does get a hand pass over the top, got it to Kerrick. Kerrick trying to fire it out to Carney. Carney picks it up, runs away from her opponent, hugging close towards the boundary line. There's one bounce, was looking for Spark, but it was cut off in the end by Nicole Cullinan and goes over the boundary line and out of bounds. We've got about three or four minutes into the first term, no score either side. Darabin versus Melbourne Uni, round one football here on girlsplayfooty.com radio. Spinning back into plays the football. Pierce going up against Spark. Pierce won out because she read it best. Ball hit the ground. Paxman tried to come away with it. Couldn't get her hands on the ball. Pound lurking nearby. Now it's just kicked along the carpet. Doing the uh, roving work was Paxman. Hogan had it momentarily. Ibrahim goes in there over the top. Berry. And the ball goes over the boundary line and out of bounds. And we'll have another throw in right in front of Matthew Cox at our commentary position. Umpire just trying to get a bit of a grip on the ball. Rubbing it on himself. Good luck. Yeah. <laughs> Uh, seems to have eased a little bit here, the rain, but still making things difficult. The throw in, Lauren Pierce gobbled it up, just whacked boot to ball, sitting underneath it, 
there was Berry. And the wide kick from Paxman goes out on the full. So Kerrick will reload for the Muggers. Just outside attacking 50 on the broadcast side. Good crowd here too behind us in the grandstand. Kerrick. I reckon at least 250 odd at the ground minimum for round one VFL women's action. Kerrick given the hurry up now called the play on. It's going to load up. Low ball inside attacking 50 works out well to Shearlaw and she'll get a kick on goal about 45 metres out. And Kay Sheeler has proven that she's a very good target up forward. She's taken two very, very strong marks in the wet conditions. Let's see if she can follow this up with a goal from the pocket. So for our first scoring opportunity of the afternoon. About 40... Make it 35 metres out. She'll kick it from about 40. Right foot kick on its way. It's to the near side and out on the full. So Whoa. still without a score. Here and Golompire went to tap himself there for the second, got overruled by the boundary, he blew the whistle and said, nah, nah, on the full, a little bit. A bit oh. doubtful about if it went over the post or not. Are you getting out your Golompire and kit again? Uh, yeah, consistent year after year. Reynolds with the ball in the back pocket for the Falcons, no score either side, kicks it long, Egan. Read it best, but it went through her hands. Hogan picked up the scraps, though. Just bombed away, looking for the boundary line. And over it. and out. Now, this will be interesting to see the interpretation. Oh. The umpire here says throw it in. Boo. But we know at AFL level, they're hot on this stuff at the moment. Christy Williams. Oh, boo. <laughs> <laughs> Sightful commentary. As we wait for the ball to be thrown back into play, Stevenson's going to go up against Lauren Pierce. Near centre wing, Westgarth Street side of the ground. Ball back in, clears both ruck. Down the ground there is Ibrahim, tries to follow it out. Carney has to pick it up off the deck, but got caught by Paxman. Finds the safety of the boundary line, and we will have another throw in. Some early stats, Christy Williams. Yeah, well, people are struggling to get a hold on it, so there's not many possessions to be had, but Emma Carney's had two, and she'll need to get plenty more. But a boundary throw in, just outside attacking 50 for the Muggers. High ball, Stevenson tapped it down into a bit of space for the Muggers. Blackburn. High ball inside attacking, 50. Good fist applied by the Falcons' defence. Seeing the ball over the boundary line and out of play. We'll throw it in. Shannon Egan, the big fist, just in front of our broadcast position. The umpire again trying to get rid of some of the moisture on the footy. As the rain starts to come down, a little heavier now. Thrown in, forward 50 for the Muggers broadcast side. Lauren Pierce got the tap, straight to the deck. Callanan coming through, tried to soccer it off the ball. Carney, her tackle too high, according to the umpire. <laughs> and uh, just had a little bit of difficult getting up over the top of Dalpos, who gets the yeah. free kick in defence. Gave a bit of lip. I think the words were, do you know the way to San Jose? Sha-la-la-la-la-la. As the kick is now by Dalpos towards the halfback flank to Lauren Pierce. Takes the mark in front of Ashmore. Dodgy looking kick and has just picked out a Melbourne Uni player in Bailey Hunt perfectly. So Hunt with the ball. She's on centre wing. Decides to come back inboard. Getting in the fist is Barry who brought it to the ground because Hogan was in the pack. Trying to go in and under to pick it up is Shannon Egan. Couldn't extract it. Everyone's hailing cabs. And the umpire says, no thanks. We'll call for a ball up 50 metres out from goal. Uni attacking towards the grandstand. And Darabin are going towards the cricket nets end of the ground. 
Going in there is Pierce, going to be first to the ball. Nearly climbing her high was Cullinan. Ball hit the ground. In goes Brennan, who fires off a hand pass because Ashmore's going to catch her. Brennan got it back again and beat Ashmore on the race. Goes to the hand pass to Tyndall. Tyndall one over the top, looking for Vessier. Ball hit the ground. Close towards the boundary line. Brennan there. Hurried little snap by Cullinan. Didn't go anywhere. Now going in is Ashmore. Ashmore tried to feed the football out. Was trying to find Hunt. Missed her. Going in again was Cullinan. Got it to... Oh, Brennan's oh. the candy. Then Brennan go on the left. Oh, the pass was brilliant. The mark wasn't so. McDonald tried to feed a hand pass over the top. And it's going to be sent away from the Muggers who are stalling the football at centre-half back. It's just scrappy. Stevenson comes in for the Muggers. Got a little toe-poke kick off the ground. Carney, stop, prompt, dished off the handball, and then a kick away, searching for Ibrahim, centre wing out of side, Lauren Pierce comes in with the bump, Ibrahim goes to the ground, ball spills out the back of the pack, Muggers into the ground goes Paxman, the umpire says it was incorrect disposal, didn't give it back, and Paxman to take it, centre wing out of side for Darabin, goes down along the boundary line, in front spot, but the arm went straight through her, now there's a whistle, be a free kick going the way of the Muggers. Half-back flank, out of side. Go up along the boundary line. Mark taken here by Spark. Dished off the handball immediately. This is Carney running through the middle. High ball towards the top of the cricket pitch. Good fist there from Colvin. Brought the ball to ground. Muggers though. Pound. Went to ground. Ball's all wrapped up. About centre-half forward. Spills out the back of the pack. Falcons with possession of the footy. Callanan. Dodgy kick off the boot, put her teammate under pressure. Ashmore applies the tackle. The umpire says it was holding. They're hot on the whistle here this afternoon. The free kick going the way of Kate Tyndall, centre wing, broadcast side. Tyndall looking further afield. Brennan screaming at her, ignored. Goes straight up the line with the kick. Had to be good for it. Was trying to find the player in Georgia. Haven't got knocked out of her hands. Overrunning at Elise Hay. Managed to go back in and get it. Then got it on the left boot. An awkward looking kick but it turns out to be effective I think it found Alicia Eva down there at centre half back looking further afield trying to get away from O'Day now was looking towards the flat side of the ground where the scoreboard is now wants to come to the West Coast Street and it just went around in circles she's go she doesn't know where on earth she's going but she does manage to pick out a teammate and find her I think that might be Cladis out there at half back flank goes with the kick to try and find Pound Gabriella Pound wearing the long sleeves, takes the mark between center, between half-back flank and centre wing. Gets on the right, goes long towards a pack of a dozen players. Sheila was up there, got knocked off her hands. Lawson Tavern caught it, but then she got wrapped up straight away by Carney. The umpire comes in, calls for another ball up. On special comments today, Lucy Watkin. Yeah, well, Melbourne Uni really come back the last five minutes or so after Darabin were taking control in those opening minutes. So far, though, it seems to be that people need to, the players need to start sort of grabbing onto the ball and holding onto it. O'Day has it, centre wing, out of sight, dished off the handball to Paxman, will get it back here. O'Day still on the centre wing, oh, went to ground, turned it over. Muggers with the footy, going to send it back towards centre half forward. Lauren Pierce waiting out the back, will gobble it up. Let's cross quickly to Nick Necropontis. Yeah, I've noticed something uh, quite weird, guys. Darcy Vessio is playing a lot further up the ground than we saw with Carlton. She was playing a deep full forward role for the Blues. Seems to be spending a lot more time up the ground here with uh, Darabin so far. It's similar to what happened 
in the 2015 grand final with the first one where she won best on ground and Brennan was which we didn't know was injured that day and played out of the goal square and it was Vessio who played further up the field and did the bulk of the ball carrying as Egan wins the contest trying to get it away day got a hurry kick ball hit the ground then picked up by Paxman Paxman now going towards the half forward flank position good punch from behind that was done by Kristen Hay has to try and go back in again wants to go back in for a second dip Tyndall coming in as the cavalry to offer support from the Falcons all tied up umpire blows the whistle and calls for another ball up and that's exactly what we'll have we're about 60 metres out from the Darabin goal. We're at the flat side of the ground as the ball is thrown up in the air. One out by Egan. Got it to O'Day who read it best. Try to knock it forward. Try to find a dog. Couldn't do so. In goes Clatt. Absolute worm burner of a kick up towards centre wing by the American. Now uh, going in there and getting caught was Callanan. She was dispossessed. Muggers with a chance to try and turn it over. Weaving through traffic. Eva now goes up the line. Oh, good mark. Taken on defensive centre wing. And uh, getting up after that one was Hogan. And she'll switch quickly. Yeah, cross to her teammate in Birch. Takes it just in from the boundary line on that outer side. Goes down along it. Stays in play and hits up a teammate. That centre wing position. Colvin has the footy. Goes inboard with the kick. Risky. Muggers had it momentarily. Brennan applies the tackle. The umpire should call for things here and does just as O'Day was able to extract it. We'll get a ball up. Half forward flank. Out of sight. Fisted forward for the Falcons. Back on the deck. Pound. Lachlan got stripped of the footy. And the umpire circles, says, give it to me, I'll ball it up. Still on the half-forward flank, outer side. No score either side. We've travelled about 12 minutes in the first term. It's been really scrappy. The weather conditions not helping at all. Ball to ground. Paxman kicks it around her body. Inside attacking 50 for the Falcons. Comes off hands. O'Day ran past it. Muggers under pressure, trying to hold things up. The handball came out. And the kick out on the full from the Muggers. Free kick going the way of the Falcons. Still on the half-forward flank out of side. And Paxman has the resulting free kick. Around the grounds, it seems that Geelong and Box Hill is actually starting late. Probably a quarter past two start there. Just uh, curling that, catching that on Twitter. Going in the Devesio direction. Who sold the candy to get around Pound. Went towards the top of the goal square. And marking it between the goal post and the point post. Looks like it'd be McDonald. And McDonald, the recruit for... The Bulldogs in the AFLW season be looking to put the first goal for any team in the VFLW season for 2017 on the board. Goes with one step, puts it on the side of the boots and puts it out of bounds on the full. And that is why the Bulldogs were terrible at kicking for goal. <laughs> Lucy Watkin, can you describe that? <laughs> yeah, so Meg McDonald's marked the ball in between the point and goal post, taking a step back onto the boundary line, tried the um, outside of her right foot, unfortunately kicked it across the face, out on the full. <laughs> yes. Good to see Peter Holden in good form early. High ball, comes off hands, close to the boundary line on the broadcast side. Falcons able to keep it in play, tried to feed the handball back to Georgia Hammond. Muggers able to get the turnover. High ball towards the centre wing. Ibrahim sitting underneath it. Couldn't take it. It's on the deck. Blackburn sitting over the top of it. And the umpire circle says, give it to me, I'll ball it up. Centre wing, broadcast side. A little bit of push and shove. And we'll get things back underway. Egan doing the ruck work, but didn't get to the contest. Muggers were able to palm it down. Lachlan sitting on the bottom of the pack. And I reckon we've got an injury here too. For Sarah Hammond. 
We might send Nick Necropontis down to have a look at that, just to keep an eye on things. She, yeah, and the umpire's called time on. She's not in a good way. That, I, I, I hope, I just hope it's a knock to the head or something like that, and it's just something that's a bit painful that can be shook off. We don't want anything to be serious where they have to call for the stretcher or, heaven forbid, a knee or something like that. Uh, fair, fair to say as well, Christy, Sarah, one of the, I mean, maybe because it was her age, the no, recruiters were looking at. She's in a lot of pain. She was one of the very unlucky ones not to get recruited to the AFLW because, I mean, to be fair, maybe if you took five years and she was 35, she, and because I'm just thinking what the recruiters are thinking. If I had the choice, I would have taken her in the AFLW because she's a quality footballer, a bull in the middle of the ground for Darabin who can win the hard ball. And she was very, very stiff not to be recruited. I guess she might even be a victim of playing for Darabin that... Go, you can go so unnoticed in this side that maybe they just just weren't looking for her. But she's going off on the the stretcher now, which is certainly not good news, and yep. it looks to be a knee to me. Didn't see it happen, but she was at the bottom of the contest, which makes me think her le lower leg may have got trapped and twisted, and that's she was pointing down at her right leg. So l let's hope it's not a knee. Let's hope it's something like an ankle. That okay, six weeks, whatever, get through that rehab and she's in a lot of pain. Come mm. back. The ACL was a big talking point in the AFLW, so hopefully it's not one of those that's sort of taken quite a few girls victim. Well, the umpire holds the ball aloft and the clock is restarted and we're underway. Egan wins out on the contest. Punch forward by O'Day. Couldn't pick it up. In goes Ashmore to try and pick up the football. She isn't successful. Pack around the pill, including Paxman. She's trying to wait for it to hatch out. Jumping in there as well is Kerrick and we are going to call for a ball up. The rain is stopped, but the cool wind is picking up here at uh, Bill Laurie Oval in Northcote. Brennan goes on the lay, a tackle immediately on Kerrick, and the umpire says dropping the ball because he took it straight out of the rack. So Katie Brennan says wagons ho and goes long and forward and high towards the top of the square. Tindall hands up, got knocked away from her, close towards the boundary line, hand pass over the top, and it just comes off hands and over and out. 45 metres around from goal for the Darabin Falcons. They're attacking towards the cricket net's end. Get a boundary throw in. Still no score either side. Gone about over halfway in this first term. Tap went the way of the muggers straight to the deck. Ends up in the hands of Berry, who sees it back over the boundary line and out of play. So throw, throw in. About 30 metres out from goal for the Falcons. Been able to lock it into their end of the ground for the last five minutes or so tap. Went the way of the muggers. Went past Hunt. And good tackle there applied by Colvin. Umpire still circling and we'll get another ball up. Very congested. No player inside 50 at the moment for the muggers. A lot of players around this footy. The rain has stopped. The umpire gets us back underway. Tap to Grant. Kerrick got pushed out of her hands. Colvin went to ground. Brennan hovering. Muggers try and get it out. Hunt goes to ground now as well as the rain again begins to pick back up. Good to see Melbourne conditions as we're going down to the boundary, Nick. Yeah, she's still down here on the boundary, guys. She hasn't gone down to the rooms or anything. She's uh, tried to walk around on the knee. It looks like she's uh, staying out here for now, though. Well, let's hope that's, that's some news. good signs and she can just shake it off. Let's hope it's just a bit of a stinger as the ball goes over the boundary line and out of bounds. No score either side if you've just joined us halfway through this first term as the rain starts to come down again. And that's, it's just making the ball like a piece of soap at the moment. 
both sides struggling with it. Melbourne Uni predominantly had it up in their forward half for the first uh, five or so minutes. Now the ball's just staying down the Darabin end of the ground as the wind factor starts to come into play. The ball just came back in and almost blew itself out of bounds. One touch and over and we'll have it in once more. The wind blowing towards the Westgarth Street side of the ground. Probably not favouring either end as the ball is back in once more. Winning the tap down on that occasion is Candice Adams. Lurking nearby Vicio as well as Brennan. They both couldn't get it out. Carney sold the candy. Kicked it around the corner. Was looking for Ibrahim. Getting in front was Paxman. Got it off the Cabrera right. The long kick inside. 50 towards the top of the goal square. Came off hands and getting back there is Clad again. He got the hand pass away. Adams lurking nearby. There's Carney. Sees the ball over the boundary line and out of bounds near the cricket nets. And we'll have another throw in on special comments for us this afternoon. Lucy Watkin doesn't seem to be coming out of the Darabin forward 50 at the moment. Lots of girls near the ball, lots of congested sort of style of play here, so good to see someone sort of try and get it out of there. The throw-in goes the way of the Muggers, straight to the deck. And Carney again, just running over the top of it. Brennan kept it in play. It will be seen over the boundary line though now, and we'll get another boundary throw-in in front of the Cricket Nets. Broadcast pocket for the Falcons. No score either side. Approaching quarter time here on girlsplayfooty.com radio. The throw in goes the way of the Falcons on the deck. O'Day up and under kick. High ball coming late with the fist. The Muggers, they bring it to ground. Kick around the body. Doesn't work out well. Hibbert, her kick just stayed in play. No, went out on the full. So free kick to go the way of the Muggers. Back pocket broadcast side. Tricky conditions. Here at the moment, the umpire just realigning the muggers back on the mark and we'll get a kick back into play. It was Carney with it, who goes long towards the half-back flank position. Adams went flying through the air, came off her hands. In goes Vessio. Oh, now picking it off is Ashmore and she's away. Ashmore kicks it long up the centre wing, not really much to go to. Sheila, nice little clever bump there. Wanted to give up to her teammate as the siren sounds. The clock has beaten them. That is quarter time here in the Swiss Wilders VFL Women's Competition. Match of the day, Darabin and Melbourne Uni. Fierce the opening quarter, Lucy Watkin, but the score says 0-0. Zero, zero. Score, yes. Scores are level at 0-0. Zero, zero. And it seems it was a bit of end-to-end kind of play with one team keeping it in their half and then Darabin responding to Melbourne Uni by keeping it in theirs. The rain, definitely a factor here with the ball being very, very congested, getting stuck in the packs, lots of balls up, throw-ins, all of that. So hopefully second half we see the conditions ease up and the ball moving a bit more freely. We have got Nick Nicoropontis who will be going down to one of the huddles, probably Darabin, probably just to check on Sarah Hammond and also to hear from the coach, Jane Lang, as well. We'll give Chrissy some time to key up the stats there for you. We'll take a quick break and we'll be back with the Around the Ground scores as well as all those stats here at Bill Norrie Oval Northcote. We're Darabin 0 Melbourne Uni zero with the rain stopping but a cool breeze blowing across the ground. The symptoms of ovarian cancer sound like part of every woman's life. Abdominal bloating, abdominal or back pain, appetite loss, changes in toilet habits, unexplained weight gain or loss, indigestion or heartburn and fatigue. But if these symptoms are unusual for you and they persist, please see your doctor. For more information, visit the Ovarian Cancer Program website at nbocc.org.au. This is Danny Green. On a night out, just like this, take it from me. One punch can be deadly. Thrown in anger, without warning, without gloves, it can kill. 
One punch can end their life and ruin yours. It takes grunt to throw it. It takes guts to walk away. One punch can be deadly. Authorised and spoken by Danny Green, Perth. Good afternoon. Hi. Just the bread and milk, thanks. That's five fifty, thank you. And can I have something to put those in that will injure our marine life, clog our drains and landfill, adding to over six billion other plastic bags used every year that aren't recycled, meaning most end up as rubbish. Uh, may I recommend you pick up one of our environmentally friendly reusable bags? It's time to think about what you're really asking for. Say no to plastic bags. For more information, visit cleanup.com.au. Every week, more than 20 Australian families will hear the words that will change their lives forever. Your child has cancer. For the long and uncertain journey ahead, Red Kite is there with very real help, like hospital and community-based support, vital financial assistance and educational services. Can you help Red Kite support these families through their cancer journey? Visit redkite.org.au or call 1800 334 It's Adam Mears winning gold. Hey, I'm Anna Mears. Winning gold at the Olympics was an incredible feeling. And having my biggest rival, who I'd just beaten, ride up next to me and lift my hand in victory topped off an amazing moment. We'd had our fair share of clashes over the years, but in the end, we both respected each other, and that's what really counts in sport. Be gracious in victory and in defeat. To keep your sport inclusive, safe and fair, go to playbytherules.net.au. Even I could Hey guys, I'm Jess. And I'm Lisa from the Veronica's for Rad. Recording artists, actors and athletes against drink driving. What does it mean to be a designated driver? It means you're the friend who's agreed not to drink, not the person who's had the least to drink. It's cool to do and it shows you care about your friends. If you screw up just once, then your life changes forever. Face it, their lives are in your hands. So why don't you and your friends take it in turns to be the designated driver when you go out? You'll make the road safer for all of us. Children drown in portable pools every year in Australia. Others are hospitalised because of non-fatal drowning incidents. Young children can easily topple in and drowning is silent and happens quickly. Royal Life Saving and Consumer Affairs Agencies across Australia are reminding people to take important safety steps like active super vision of kids in and around portable pools. The question is, can you make it safe? For more information and simple safety tips, visit royallifesaving.com.au forward slash make it safe. Every day, in many ways, the Royal Flying Doctor Service takes the finest care to Australia's furthest corners so that all Australians can enjoy the best of health. The Royal Flying Doctor Service has been taking care of Australians for over 80 years. But we still need your help to continue providing emergency rescue and essential health care to remote and rural communities. Make a donation or become a supporter and help keep the flying doctor flying. Live across the web, this is the girlsplayfooty.com match of the day. Indeed, it is our match of the day here. Girlsplayfooty.com bringing you the Swiss Welders VFL Women's Season. Two games this round. We bring you tomorrow Eastern Devils and St Kilda Sharks. Here at the moment, we can tell you it's nil all between Darwin and Melbourne uni because the rain just kept coming down and then the wind kicked up during that first term conditions looking a little bit better at the moment around the ground scores as we speak Cranbourne and VU Western Spurs the Spurs leading the Eagles 2-2-14 to no score and Geelong and Box Hill had a late start, a late 15 minute start Geelong 1 straight 6, Box Hill no score. Let's get some stats from that first term, we hand you to our Chief Statistician and Provider of Cupcakes Christy Williams 
only eastern suburbs got cakes. Uh, of Just course, had, of course. Into the stats. Um, you've stitched me up here, Pete, because you said Karen Paxman was going to be on limited game time. She's probably had the most possessions. Yeah, and that's what we were told. Unless she doesn't play the second half, who knows? But that's what we were told. Me up. But uh, Emma Carney, as you can probably tell during the during the call, that she's clearly the leading possession getter. She's got eight touches, um, mostly in the back half. Probably indicative of the the players being centred on that half forward flank. Um, but looking at the possession map, it's really centred, particularly around the, the West Garth, West Garth, West Garth. <laughs> oh, goodness me. Sugar. <laughs> streets. You've got to say street. West Garth Street. Um, it's really centred around those wings. I'll be interested to see if they're going to try and use the corridor at all. Now, the rain's just lightened a little bit, and there's only a couple of possessions in the centre of the ground, so I'll be interested to see um, if that changes at all this quarter. Let's go down to Nick Negroprontis, who is in the huddles at quarter time. Yeah, the... Darabin uh, focus seemed to be about switching to the open side and getting through the wall that Melbourne Union setting up and more about the basics of wet weather footy. That seems to be what their focus is. It's a tough game. The wind has certainly picked up towards the left-hand side. And it's probably about a goal or two breeze at the moment, guys. Thank you very much to Nick down on the boundary line. We're back underway for the second term. Darabin with possession. Centre wing broadcast side. O'Day tried to feed the handball out and did it well to Paxman High ball in the Brennan direction, got punched out of her hands by Hunt, Brennan tries to follow it up, the ball close to the boundary line and just goes over in front of our broadcast position, we'll throw it in deep inside attacking 50 for Darabin, no score either side, Vessio putting her hand up to do the Pretty ruck work. Pretty quick to put her hand up wasn't she, she's been waiting for that for a while. <laughs> She'll go up against Louise Stevenson, a couple of players from the AFLW competition returning to the VFL Women's in 2017. Blackburn roving the contest. Gave it off, searching there for Ashmore, but it goes over the boundary line and out of play. We'll throw it in just outside attacking 50. Broadcast side for Darabin. No score either side. A minute into the second term here on girlsplayfooty.com radio. And uh, the umpire just making sure that the Ruck women have put their hands up and said, I'm nominating. Jeez, this hand up rule, I don't know about. I don't know. As the ball is thrown back in the play, winning the contest is Stevenson, brought it to ground to beat out Egan, trying to kick it off the carpet is Kerrick. Now goes Ashmore, doesn't elect to pick it up, goes for the soccer skills, worked that okay to Eva. Eva got on the way to Blackburn, Blackburn down the central corridor, looking in the top of the direction, giving a little push off there is Berry, ball hit the ground, Berry went again, got bumped off the football at the crucial moment. In goes Reynolds, oh, a player sliding into her, is going to give away the free kick for in danger because she used feet first. And uh, it will be a free kick to Reynolds, which dropped up the Melbourne Uni player, gave it away. In fact, it was Lauren Spark who used those tactics. She spent too much time in England. That's the old soccer skills. Studs up. Thanks very much, Matthew Cox. Well, that and the rule probably changed too. We've had that uh, <laughs> taking the legs out rule coming in the last couple of years as the kick no good for Darabin. Tapner takes the mark. Dodgy kick towards centre-half forward. Blackburn lines it up. Blackburn goes deep. Paxman fell out of her hands in the goal square, the defensive goal square for the Falcons. She gave the handball off. Darabin trying clear defence, searching out there for Callan and boundary line will beat all comers and will throw it in. Special comments today, Lucy Watkins. Yeah, doing very well. Melbourne Uni so far getting it out a lot more cleaner than they were in the first quarter, which I think is indicative of the conditions. The rain has cleared up, so hopefully we'll see a bit more cleaner footy this quarter. As the ball is thrown back into play, Stevenson won it down. Platt hand pass out to Blackburn, out to Carrick, gave it off. Hurry kick Lachlan inside 50. Awkward bouncing ball, volleyball sprite there by Spark. 
going in there is Berry, forces the tackle. Now, is that dropping the football in the back, according to the umpire? Free kick going the way of the Falcons. It looks like Reynolds again might pick it up. and Still hasn't touched it, Berry. <laughs> hasn't, had a, hasn't had a position all game yet, which is unusual and a bit worrying, probably, for her. She goes towards the back pocket. Cullinan now going short to Delpos. Delpos marks in front of Stevenson. Swings around on the left boot, working wide, trying to find a target. Oh, Blackbird slipped over as well, was trying to find Egan. In goes Cullinan once more. She lays on the hit, getting steals the football at the same time. Great play, gets it up towards the defensive side of wing. Cullinan calls for the 1-2, gets it back, taps the ball on the ground, got the kick away just before she got caught. Then got it to O'Day. Junior spins around. She gets on the right boot, inside 50, trying to find her intended target in McDonald. Knocked out of her hands, watching on and wanting to extract the football is the 42 from the Muggers, who we don't have in our sheet. But I've got a feeling... Nicholas Stevens. Yep, it's Stevens wearing the 42. I'm pretty sure it's Nick Stevens. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Ironically, her normal number's 21, so just double it. How yeah. ironic. <laughs> As Stevens got it across, <laughs> out to Stevenson. Stolen by the Falcons. Inside 50, ball on the deck. Brennan picked it up, spun around, went backwards with the kick to find Paxman, and she'll take the mark. Centre half forward for the Falcons. Searches for options inside 50. Decides in the end to go short. Not a great kick because it went straight through. Hogan opens an opportunity. Stevens for the Muggers. Just dropped the footy at the crucial moment, but applies a great tackle. The umpire says... Give it to me, I'll ball it up. Right on the edge of the cricket pitch. As we speak, there's Sarah Hammond, ice around the knee and on crutches. Not a good sign for Darabin, one of the veterans of their side. Gone down early in this round one clash. So we're back underway. Blackburn was able to strip Dalpos of the footy. Goes towards centre-half forward with the kick. Birch chasing after it, under pressure. Tried to keep the ball in front of herself. And now it's all wrapped up. Half-forward flank, broadcast side for the Muggers. No score either side in the second term here on girlsplayfooty.com radio. Umpire just clears the way. Make sure everyone behind him is out of the way. And then we'll throw the ball up in the air and away we go once more. Spark won it down. Ball hit the ground. Berry tried to land a tackle, but it's Delpos who gets the kick away in towards the middle of the ground. Trying to get a foot race on. Wanted to go the punch in there was Lucille Walsh. Managed to move the ball forward towards the half-back flank position. Stevenson was lurking around as well. Did the shepherding work. Berry in there trying to get a hurry kick. Umpire called play on. Ball hit the ground. Stacks in the middle and will call for a bounce 45 metres out from goal. And uh, as, as we talked to uh, Lucy Walken about limited game time for Paxman... Question is, does that now get thrown out the window with Hammond's injury and the rotations? That is a very good question, and also considering that Paxman has had a lot of the ball and showing her class as she did in the AFLW season. So it probably would be smart for them to keep her on the ground considering the, the conditions, the way the game is being played out and her experience. Ball in the middle, bobbling around. Vessio trying to get a hand on it. That player there, Paxman. Applied the tackle and was able to get the turnover for the Falcons. Vesio gives it off to Delpos. Kick out wide. Searching for Georgia Hammond. Ball comes to ground. Scooped up here by Carney. Kicks it further afield and hits up Stevenson. Gives the handball off here to Eva. Centre wing, outer side for the Muggers. Handball over the top. Back into the hands of Carney. Carney sends the ball inside. Attacking 50. Coming late. Berry applied the contest. Ball brought to ground. Tapner coming in over the top. Berry again applying the tackle will get a ball up just inside attacking 50 out of side for the Muggers no score either side and 
into this second term here on girlsplayfooty.com radio. Pierce got the tap down. Paxman got stripped to the footy, then followed it up. Lachlan applies the tackle. The umpire waves the arm, says play on. Now he says, give it to me. I will ball it up. So, clears the way. Moses parting the sea, and then away we go again. Stevenson missed out on it. Ball punched towards the boundary line. Very lurking around, and here's the kick towards inside 50. Who's going to try and trap it 30 metres out from goal? Hand pass over the top to Blackburn. He goes the snap, and it's the Muggers first. Blackburn gets her goal. The crowd happy behind us here at Bill Norrie Oval. Smart football waiting in the pocket. Bang, goal. That's her first one on the board. And on girlsplayfooty.com, it's the Muggers' one goal. Darabin yet to score. Lucy Walken, boy, that took a while to get. Took a while to get, but if it was going to be anyone, I think this quarter it was going to be Ali Blackburn. She's had quite the influence early this quarter, everywhere on the ground. Very, very effective disposals, getting it into the forward 50 and has managed to capitalise herself to get the first score for Melbourne Uni. Keeping an eye on her stats, Christy Williams. Well, she was qu- very quiet in the first quarter. She only had two touches, and she's already up to uh, eight now. Ellie Blackburn, as Lucy's saying, very influential on this first part of this contest in the second quarter. Centre square infringement will go the way of the Falcons. Lauren Pierce dishes, dishes off the handball immediately. Ball goes towards Tyndall. Takes it. Corner of the centre square. Out of sight for the Falcons. Oh, came off the boot. Very ordinary. Straight down the throat of Lachlan. Gives off the handball to Carney. Halfback flank for the Muggers. Goes straight up the middle. And Berry takes the mark. Centre half forward. Wheels around on the right. High ball inside attacking 50. Over the head there of Kristen Hay. She'll run onto it. Forward pocket out of sight for the Muggers. Dishes the handball back in board to Anderson. Anderson puts it on the boot, and the Muggers have two in a row. Two straight 12, Melbourne Uni. The Falcons yet to score about halfway through the second term here on girlsplayfooty.com radio. Yeah, that goal came from a great intercept uh, by Brooke Lachlan by, for the Moogers, who had tapped it off to Emma Carney, who showed a class straight up the corridor. Diana Berry with one of her first possessions of the game, and just a very, very clean passage to their 50 for a great goal. Let's go down to Nick Necropontis on the boundary line. Yeah, I think we might have a few injury issues down here from Melbourne Uni as well. They seem to only have three on the bench right now. It might be Hannah Ibrick. Not sure at the moment, guys. So we'll keep an eye on that. Thanks very much, Nick Necropontis there on the boundary line for us here at girlsplayfooty.com. Two goal lead to Melbourne Uni. Early stage is second term. Trying to go in and kick the uh, hurry kick off the ground was Lachlan. Wasn't successful. Just head over the ball stuff as Delpos tried to feed the hand pass out to Blackburn, partly to uh, Brennan, who did a fresh air shot. Ball hit the deck. In there again is Paxman. Tried to feed it off to Junior, who wanted to give off another hand pass. Now the little grubber kick forward towards the half-forward flank position, trying to bend over and pick it up there as Bertoni. Bertoni had it, and then goes in Del- goes in O'Day as well. O'Day can't extract the football. Jumping in, Elise Hay with support is Stevens, and the umpire calls for a ball up. Half-forward flank for Darren. They're attacking the grandstand end. Rain has stopped for the moment. Moment. Ball up in the air. Pierce wins out the tap. Blackburn over around the football. In goes Katie Clatt. Clatt gives off the hand pass to Blackburn. Blackburn on the right boot. Dangerous kick because it was trying to find Pound and she dropped it. In goes Ashmore. Ashmore gets the hand pass out. Found to Alex Saundry. Saundry now goes out towards the wing position. Foot race on. Here comes Clatt. Crash.
into her opponent, holds her right up, ball pops out though, trying to squeeze it forward, Carney, now with the long kick, heading in the Sheila direction, went for an awkward skip, ball bounced past her, in goes Berry, locks it all up, and the umpire says, hot potato stuff, the Darabin player didn't try to get the football out in Hogan, that's a free kick and it's going the way of Carly Tapner. Tapner, attacking side of the outer wing, plays <laughs> on, stripped the tackle, High ball inside attacking 50, comes off hands, back of the pack, Brennan applies a great tackle in defence on Berry. Ball spills out the back, Paxman just whack birds a ball, it's going to go straight down the throat of Kerrick, in space, lines it up, goal number three for the Muggers. Madeline Kerrick has just come off the boundary for that one, um, got the intercept again for the Muggers and long kick just inside 50 for the goal, for the third goal for the Melbourne Uni. Muggers sitting three straight, 18, Darabin yet to score, Christy Williams. 13 touches for Emma Carney, which is regulation stuff, I guess you could say from her. Um, Eight inside 50s already for the Muggers, only had five last quarter. As Lisa mentioned, the weather has fined up, but three scoring shots from eight inside 50s is very good conversion. She's one of those players yet to win a league best and fairest. Maybe it will be this year. She just seems to be yep. of that class Absolutely. and calibre. As the ball is in the middle of the yes, ground, Carney again. Fair dinkum, litter poisoning. Goes in towards the middle of the ground. Awkward bouncing football. Had it momentarily was Tapner. Gone out to Berry. Berry! Oh, it's just touched on the line and it will go through for a minor score. Would have brought the house down if she kicked that one. Melbourne Uni 3-1-19. Darabin yet to score. Lucy Watkin, the Muggers are all over the Falcons. Muggers are definitely all over the Falcons, keeping the pressure up, but also disposing the ball very, very cleanly and not making some unforced errors like the Darabin Falcons are. As the kick comes back into play, it touched the ground. No, Mark says the umpire. Birch takes it back pocket out, broadcast side for Darabin. They go up the line searching for Brennan, but it gets punched out of her hands. The Falcons under pressure, I reckon they wouldn't have faced this too many times in recent years. <laughs> nope. Guys? Not without... Ha- oh, I mean, they're missing four players yeah, as well. So if they've faced it, like they've been able to Pierce, reply. Hickey, yeah. Yeah. And Arnell is just, just like Junior, is built, built for wet weather footy. And, and Pierce would go behind the ball on a day like today. Yeah, absolutely. Looking to a number of their young players to step up this afternoon. Brennan in the thick of things, trying to get the ball around. Tyndall is able to get the ball away, but he will go over the boundary line and out of play in front of M. Carney. So we'll get a boundary throw in. Attacking side of the broadcast wing for the Muggers. They lead 3-1-19. The Falcons yet to score here in the second term on girlsplayfooty.com radio. Lauren Pierce, the tap. Reynolds over the top. Tackle applied by Kerrick. We'll get another ball up. Let's head down boundary side. Nick Necropontis. Uh, yeah, guys, it definitely seems like Melbourne Uni are down to three players on the bench. Um, and Ibrahim, Ibrahim, Hannah Ibrahim hasn't really appeared so far, so I'm 99% sure that she's the one who's out for the game. Yeah, let's see if you can uh, find out if there's an injury, if they're willing to divulge that information. As the ball is all held up, Brennan sitting on top of it uh, at halfback flank for the Falcons. Westgarth Street side of the ground. 19 plays, zip. 
a uh, burst of scoring in the last five minutes from Melbourne Uni putting a gap here on the Falcons. Sarah Hammond went off with ice on her knee and on crutches as it's now taken away. Callanahan pass over the top to O'Day. Junior put it on the right boot going up the line. Had to be good with the kick and it was to Vesio. It was all class and took it in front of Pound. They were Carlton teammates. Now they're enemies today. Now Vesio. Oh, it's a Barry Crocker. Right off the side of the boot. Out of bounds on the full. Free kick going the way of Melbourne Uni and the American Katie Clatt. You don't see that very often from Darcy Vestio at all. She very, very rarely misses up her kicks, but that's a, that's, a, that's a, almost as bad. Yeah, yeah Katie Clatt's <laughs> one was a shocker up the boundary line. I, I'm giving that to, the, 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 oh, by the look of it, the misty range is starting to come down again. And, and Lucy, to be fair for both sides, particularly in the first quarter, the ball was like a piece of soap. Yeah, the ball was definitely very, very slippery, which does not lend itself to clean possessions but and clean disposals. Being a bit kind, that's yeah. just terrible either way. <laughs> Brutally maybe honestly. It's the, maybe it's the American, you know, not used to it. As Brennan Topo kicked off the carpet. And they've just stuffed it up in the middle here, the Falcons. Lachlan goes in after it. He's holding her head after that tackle. Pound. Trying to release Kerrick. Paxman wraps her up and we'll get another ball up. Centre wing. I'm waiting for Katie to go after the game. Katie Clatt to go. Come on, I'm from sunny Sacramento, California. What is this weather? I suppose everyone's got an argument because they were all playing in the summer months too in the AFLW. O'Day out of the contest. High ball towards the half forward flank broadcast side. Comes to ground. Muggers with numbers around the footy but need to be clean. They're not. The handball ordinary from Saundry goes over the boundary line and out of play. Throw in half forward flank broadcast side for the Falcons. They're yet to score. The Muggers 3-1-19. As we wait for the ball to come back into play, umpire just cleans the ball on herself to try and make it as dry as possible. And he's the ball back in. This is going to be Lauren Pierce versus Lauren Spark. Missed both of them. Ball went out the back. Trying to get a hand pass away. Intercept here. Gallon. Oh, got dumped on the way through, if you don't mind. Being held without it, there was Lachlan trying to fight the way through. Close towards the boundary line. The screams of deliberate. The umpire not buying into it and seeing it over the boundary line and out of bounds is Georgia Hammond. Only one thing she wanted there. Mm. May I say the deliberate call coming for the person two to the side of me being uh, Christy (laughs) Williams. I didn't hear anyone else in the grandstand (laughs) calling for it. (laughs) An interesting thing these days, the deliberate call on the men's AFL has been quite... In the men's AFL, that would have been absolutely 100% deliberate. Mm. Again, Spark brings the football to ground close towards the boundary line. Pierce sends it over and we will have it thrown back in and you haven't even had a can yet as it's 75 metres out from Darabin's gone crowd I'm estimating at more than 300 because there's probably about 100 standing outside and the grandstand is almost packed here which is fantastic to see at Bill Laurie Oval ball back into play once again Lauren Pierce versus Lauren Spark Spark brought the ball to ground going in there is Lauren Pierce trying to feed out the hand pass wasn't successful Delpos watches on ball squeezed out trying to take it there was Eva went through her hands has to go in one more time Georgia Hammond there as well Brennan close towards the boundary line. Coming at her, vicious with Perry. And the ball goes over the boundary line and out of bounds. Score at the moment, Melbourne Uni 3-1-19. The Falcons yet to score late into the second turn. 16 touches for Carney. Already racking it up. What's she getting the grand final last 30 year? 37? Yeah, yes. something like that. High mid-30s. Just standard. Impressive with the Bulldogs <laughs> too as it's thrown back into play. And Carney's hovering again, waiting for the ball to come out of the contest, but it won't. We'll get a ball up just outside, attacking 50. Broadcast side for Darabin. I think from memory she was the leading possession getter across the entire league for total disposals at McCarney. There's the ball up again. Comes to the deck. Paxman will rove it. 
kicks it around her body, inside 50, oh, Hunt came across, couldn't take the mark, took Vessio out of the contest, now pulling it in here is Batoni, how's the umpire going to call it, waves play on, Vessio dumps her opponent, and we should get a ball up here, it's wrapped up, right in front of our broadcast position, here at Bill Laurie Oval, couple of niggly bits of play. Well, they've put their whistles back in their pocket this quarter. They had them in their mouth the whole time in the first quarter. Brennan will go up in the contest against Spark, and she'll follow up her ruck work, kick around the body, going to fall in the boundary line. Vessio swallows it. Tough angle, and she's going to put it up. Risky kick, comes off hands. Goal to Darabin, though, just offline, minus score. And putting that one through there was Stephanie Simpson. So minor score for Darabin, their first. They trial by 18 points. Here on girlsplayfooty.com radio, Lucy Watkin. Yeah, it seems that the ball's best moves when it is kicked out for a clearance. And Darabin have been playing a lot of the handball footy, so haven't made it been uh, successful getting into their 50, but with the kick there, moved it pretty well for their first score. Carney from half back going long, finding Lachlan close towards the fence. Lachlan now takes the mark. Looking further afield, who does she want on? What options can she go to? A flat mongrel kick, though, in towards the wing position. Picked up off the ground by Paxman, who had to sell some candy. Got it across to Delpas, under pressure. Now kicked it inside 50, high and long. Vessio comes out to try and mark it. Pound punch from behind. Ball hit the ground. Great little buck work there, but the ball's still in dispute again. Shepherding laid on by Pound against O'Day. said, get out of my way. Ball hit the ground. Going in there once more is Georgia Hammond. She threw it. The umpire said, no, she didn't. Once more, it's Bailey Hunt. The umpire will call for a ball up. And uh, just earlier on Vessio's Miss Lucy Watkin, knowing Vessio, she's probably gone mm. or been coached to do the team thing now where normally she would actually kick it from there. She's and a pretty she, damn good kick. And she's one of the ones that pulls that off. Yeah, she is. In, we saw her in playing for Carlton, leading goal kicker of the AFLW season. Oh, and that's the half-time siren. But yeah, Darcy Vessio definitely could have kicked the goal from the boundary there, but is being unselfish, which is nice to see. Half-time here at Bill Laurie Oval sees the Muggers 3-1-19. Darabin, goalless in the first half. I reckon our statistician should go back through the record books, find out how long it's been since the Falcons <laughs> have done that. Let's go down to the boundary. Nick? Yeah, nothing really to report down here, guys. It does seem like both teams are down a player on the bench. Other than that, seems to be a uh, pretty normal affairs down here. Thanks very much, Nick, on the uh, boundary line. I, before we go to Christy with some stats and then Lucy with some thoughts on the first half, I do have for you some around-the-ground scores. First of all, VU Western Spurs, 3-7-25, lead Cranbourne, no score. Geelong, 3-1-19, lead Box Hill, 1-1-7. Oh. So uh, going, I would suggest, as expected in those uh, particular games as both sides start to come off the ground now. Let's try and get some stats for the, sec- for the first half. And with that is our statistician guru, Christy Williams. Well, we mentioned uh, in the quarter time break that there have been a lot of play on the, on the West Garth Street win. Yes, I did at that time. <laughs> um, and now looking at the possession map, there is a lot through the corridor and we've been able to see some chains of possession, which admittedly probably wasn't possible in the first quarter because it was so uh, blustery and rainy and things like that but we can see a lot more in the middle uh, which has led to obviously more scoring because the quickest way to get a goal is always up the guts and it's no surprise to see that Emma Carney's got the standard 17 disposals to half time and would expect her to get well over 30 um, as per usual but the other thing I think that 
Melbourne have over the top is they're really dominating the hitouts, not necessarily the clearances, but it's that kind of day where it is hard to get a, a clear clearance. Uh, but between, uh, we've got several talented rucks for, for the muggers, they're, they're really dominating the hitouts due, due not only to height, but... We've seen a few times Lauren Sparks used her body really well. Kate Sheila's done it a bit in the forward line. So something, if this better weather continues, those hit outs, if they continue to get the numbers they've got, they've got uh, 5 plus 5 plus 1, 11. <laughs> <laughs> if they continue uh, to dominate the hit outs, eventually the odds just fall in your favour through weight of numbers. So... If, they, if this weather continues uh, and they continue their dominance in the rock, they could maintain this lead, I think. Let's get some thoughts in the first half. Our special comments person for today, Lucy Watkin. Yeah, well, Melbourne Uni definitely dominated in the first part of the second quarter with their three very quick goals. I think that came from just good chains of possession yep. that weren't obviously weren't possible in that first quarter. But Melbourne Uni moved the ball a lot better and a, a way that was a lot more suited to that wet weather footy. More kicking of the ball and luckily they held off some pretty clean marks. So I think for Darabin they needed to put the ball on boot a little bit more to get it quickly into the forward 50 and into the corridor and they may be able to find their first goal in the second half. Man who saw it all down on the boundary line, Nick Nicrofontis, your thoughts on the first half? Yeah, it seems like Melbourne Uni are in complete control when they get the ball forward and they seem to be able to keep it there. Darabin are struggling on transition, but they've looked dangerous once they've gotten the ball forward. It's just it's just not getting there very often. Indeed, and, and, and when they did have that chance, as we said, Bessio, we, we would have backed her in to snap it any other day of the week, but I, I guess it just comes down to AFLW level where you're trained to do team thing, team thing, team thing, when really instead of doing the pass, you needed to go, I know I'm good, I know I can kick it, I've got to back myself in. She probably kicks that 8 out of 10 times yeah, too. She's, yeah, she's, yeah, she's that kind of player. Well, before we go to the break, Matthew Cox, the goal kickers at halftime. Yeah, only three of them, Madeline Kerrick, Ellie Blackburn and Jess Anderson, the goal kickers. See the score 3-1-19 the Muggers, one behind for Darabin. And I'll just make a quick point. Even though the conditions here are dodgy because of the wet weather, <laughs> the skill level seems to have improved. Absolutely. Um, which, obviously, for everyone coming back from the a AFLW, uh, goes to show the professionalism there. But just thought I'd pick up on that note. The kicks seem to be a lot sharper, even in the wet conditions. And attempting to kick across goal, which you just don't do in women's footy because there's very, very... Well, it's obviously very rare that there is a player that can kick that far. But it, it, for them to attempt it, that's ex exactly your point. It's a confidence thing. Yeah, yeah, they've got the confidence of, I am going to take the game on. And it worked yeah. because it opened up... I mean, it, it didn't quite hit the target, but it still opened it up, and they had enough time and cleared it up the wing. So, I mean, it's pretty hard to do now. These conditions are getting worse again. But, yeah, it's a very easy way when it's so congested down this one wing here. It's a very good way to open it up. And there were two good examples of them taking the game on with Madeline Carrick running off the boundary to kick that goal, but then also um, Brooke Lachlan's intercept and then handball off to Emma Carney, who just took it straight up the ground. That were two good examples of taking the game on and reaping the rewards. Yeah, definitely. You're going to put it on anybody's hands. It's going to be M Carney's, and uh, she uses the ball very wisely. We'll take this opportunity to take a break here on girlsplayfooty.com radio. We are at halftime where Melbourne Uni 3-1-19 lead the Falcons one behind. Hi, it's Eric from Deaf Children. Australia. Ready for your next lesson? With your left hand palm facing you, touch the left thumb with the right pointer finger. That's A. 
Now put the same pointer finger onto the left-hand pointer. That's E. And for I, O and U, point and place on the next three fingers. They're the vowels. How easy is that? Next time I'll teach you to sign nice things like thank you. At Deaf Children Australia, we're helping young deaf people reach their potential at school and in life. Please join us. Together we can make a difference. Everything a business throws out represents wasted money and resources. Reducing waste and recycling unwanted items in the workplace is great for the environment and can be good for the bottom line too. Planet Arc's businessrecycling.com.au lists recyclers from across Australia and it's quick, free and easy to use. You'll also find a guide for choosing the right recycler and free signage. Search for Business Recycling or call 1300 763 768. Hi, I'm Gabby Hollows. Help the Fred Hollows Foundation continue my husband's work. $25 can help someone see again. Please call 1-800-352-352 or visit hollows.org.au. You're okay. Just did it because he likes you. Don't try like a girl, mate. Violence against women starts with disrespect. The excuses we make allow it to grow. Violence against women. Let's stop it at the start. It's Adamir's winning gold. Hey, I'm Anna Mears. Winning gold at the Olympics was an incredible feeling. And having my biggest rival, who I'd just beaten, ride up next to me and lift my hand in victory topped off an amazing moment. We'd had our fair share of clashes over the years, but in the end, we both respected each other, and that's what really counts in sport. Be gracious in victory and in defeat. To keep your sport inclusive, safe and fair, go to playbytherules.net.au. Oh, hi, I'm Maria from Sesame Street. And Elmer's Elmer. And we're here to talk about driveways. Driveways can be dangerous for children. Or little red monsters. So it's important for parents to always watch their children around them. Yeah, driveways are for cars, not for play. That's right, Elmo. Play only in safe places away from driveways because people in cars may not see you. Uh, Elmo sees you, Maria. Tag, you're in. Oh, here I come, <laughs> Elmo. Remember, driveways are like roads. Always supervise, separate, and see. Learn more at kidsafevic.com.au. Even I could Hey guys, I'm Jess. And I'm Lisa from the Veronica's for Rad. Recording artists, actors and athletes against drink driving. What does it mean to be a designated driver? It means you're the friend who's agreed not to drink, not the person who's had the least to drink. It's cool to do and it shows you care about your friends. If you screw up just once, then your life changes forever. Face it, their lives are in your hands. So why don't you and your friends take it in turns to be the designated driver when you go out? You'll make the road safer for all of us. Children drown in portable pools every year in Australia. Others are hospitalised because of non-fatal drowning incidents. Young children can easily topple in and drowning is silent and happens quickly. Royal Life Saving and Consumer Affairs Agencies across Australia are reminding people to take important safety steps like active supervision of kids in and around portable pools. The question is, can you make it safe? For more information and simple safety tips, visit royallifesaving.com.au forward slash make it safe. Every day. In many ways, the Royal Flying Doctor Service takes the finest care to Australia's furthest corners so that all Australians can enjoy the best of health. The Royal Flying Doctor Service has been taking care of Australians for over 80 years. But we still need your help to continue providing emergency rescue and essential health care to remote and rural communities. Make a donation or become a supporter and help keep the Flying Doctor flying. Live across the web, this is the girlsplayfooty.com match of the day. Welcome back to Bill Laurie Oval here on girlsplayfooty.com radio. 3-1-19, the Muggers 
one behind the Falcons. Conditions here, they've just eased a little bit. Bit of sunshine I'm looking over my right shoulder back towards the city, although still largely overcast conditions, but hopefully the worst of the rain has passed us. We get a bit of clean footy in the second term. Uh, anything that uh, you think Darabin really need to get going in this uh, second half, Lucy? I think Darabin just needs to stop overusing the handball. I think that's been the biggest one, that they've allowed Melbourne Uni to get numbers to the footy with these short handballs. They need to adapt to the wet weather footy and uh, try, you know, putting, getting boot to ball a bit more and getting into the forward line a bit quicker. I'll tell you one thing that does help for Melbourne Uni as well, and, and it's surprising as well because they've got Cecilia McIntosh away, but they've got one of their key forwards away in Cat Phillips, who played mm. for Melbourne. They've got now a forward line of Jess Anderson, Brooke Lachlan, Deanna Berry, Kate Shearlaw. When Cat Phillips comes into there, we've been talking about for the last couple of years, we've been talking about how Melbourne Uni didn't have a forward line. Now they have got, it's not a superstar forward line like they'd say a Darabin, but they've now got a very dangerous forward line. It looks functional, which is something yeah. that we haven't been able to say confidently in previous seasons with the Muggers. And the way that they've got it working now is working well. They've got the right mixture. It's not yeah. too tall, it's not too small just right. And that's without Ashmore playing a role up there. And Lucy, as we saw in the first quarter as well, as much as he hasn't kicked any goals, a couple of marks in a, what was the stage of the game, very wet conditions, the tallest player on the ground, and Kate Shearlaw. Yeah, Kate Shearlaw, yeah, in that first quarter, took two very, very strong marks in the forward 50 for Melbourne New Unfortunately, her kicking wasn't accurate, but she seems to be that target up forward, and she was a target for Carlton during the AFL week season as well. And I think for Darabin, it's, it's been the first time in a while their back line, looking at it, goes, oh, who the heck do we match up on? Because uh, we know uh, Berry's been making a lot of attacks. Tapno's been going in hard at centre-half forward, as we said. Sheila was out marking early. And I think Andrew Jago will be thinking to himself, I've got a few different combinations here to work with that can really trouble some sides. Yeah, and definitely they've got players like Ali Blackburn and Emma Carney and Mads Kerrick who came in and kicked the ball who can do that crumbing if the mark is dropped in the forward line and slot through a goal. So Melbourne Uni definitely looking like the more dangerous team up forward and I think the loss of Sarah Hammond to, the, to Darabin will hurt them in the back line as well. Yes, Sarah Hammond we don't know if it's going to be temporary but when you see ice on the knee, stretch it off, walking off on crutches afterwards... That's not good. I am crossing my fingers that it's not a season-ending in injury, Coxie, but the signs do not look good. And as I speak, I just see a certain Adelaide Crow superstar in the grandstand in Ebony Marinoff walking by, who's, of course, good friends with uh, Christy Williams. Marinoff, of course, sensational in her first year as the uh, NAB rising star. And if I'm correct, had something like 70 tackles for the season, something insane, 20-odd more than the nearest opponent. Yeah, incredible, isn't it, for such a young player too? coming into the AFLW but as, as you were mentioning before as the Muggers make their way back out onto the ground but Sarah Hammond um, being a really experienced player for, for Darabin uh, one of the ones that goes into the trenches for them and it was just a weird yeah. weird incident I, the only thing I can think of, she was at the bottom of the pack, I reckon it's twisted somehow in the legs and arms flying around the other one that uh, that Nick brought up uh, during that second term, Hannah Ibrahim, haven't seen her since quarter time, which is a little bit of a concern about for one of uh, the speedsters for the Muggers. I guess one thing, though, if Ibrahim does come out and she's an attacking player, you do have the likes of Cecilia McIntosh who can come back in and fill that role. And we also saw the 
pardon me, also saw the reserves team had quite a comfortable victory and had a few players along that vein as well. So could even be an opportunity for a you know a reserves player to step up. Yeah, that reserves team does make me feel a bit worried for my team when we face Northern Union in a few weeks' time. Of course. <laughs> I'm not going to lie. For Whitehorse Colts, that's of course uh, your first in that competition. Melbourne Union's third supports uh, playing in the VAFA. And if I'm correct, both of those sides I think are undefeated going through. So uh, just uh, roaring along. I just need to ask the question, Christy, because I saw you with uh, Ebony Marinoff. Uh, mm-hmm. Did you give your autograph to her? <laughs> <laughs> I like that you, you know, you're know you giving the, the young kids something to hope for when they grow up one day. Fantastic stuff. Oh, she's about a head taller than me. She always, <laughs> she always has been. Oh, sensational. But great to have uh, Noppy here in the grandstand uh, watching on. It'll be interesting to have a beer with her afterwards to find out what her impressions are of the uh, VFLW competition. Well, uh, in her words that she just told me, she was here yesterday to have a uh, meet with the AFLPA, mm. um, give a verdict on the verdict on the season and whatnot, and she mm. said, and I got to come watch this and look at it shit <laughs> so we're we'll be happy if she stays over there in South Australia at this rate yeah yeah might, might do if she shows off her premiership ring yeah yeah you know just hi, hi everybody <laughs> Really I, 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 I can say anything I like because we just won the first flag. Thanks thanks very much for coming along. Uh, Sarah Hammond, as we speak, uh, going to the bench uh, on uh, crutches going by. Um, again, as we're just talking about oil, not a good sign. But I guess from a team perspective, though, for Darabin, as we said, as much as they're down on the scoreboard, they do have coming back Melissa Hickey, oh, Astor O'Connor, mm. Daisy Pierce, Nat Exxon, just to name four. Well, uh, absolutely. And something... In particular, obviously those midfielders we've already talked about, Arnell and Pierce, were a different save make. But in that second quarter, Melissa Hickey would have been just so fired oh, to yeah. them because it just—I mean—they got six, six inside fifties in the last, in the last kind of five side minutes. And for her to be down back, not just her body or her fitness, mm. just her awareness, her leadership. I think in that second quarter, she would have made the most difference. She might not be the flashiest player, but boy, in that defence, she she would have been able to withstand that wave. Um, and they certainly missed her in the last part of that second quarter. We'd give a dollar or two to find out what the mood is in the Darabin rooms, not only being down, but when you're down and you see one of uh, their favourite players down with an injury in Sarah Hammond, you imagine the mood is going to be flat. It's really Lu- deflating when yeah, you see yeah. a player like that. Yeah, exactly. Lucy, if we put the coach's hat on you for a moment, what do you say to your side? It's the opening game of the season. It can't be a be-all, end-all screaming uh, delivery of an address because you've got a long way to go through the mm. season. How do you try and get a side up that's feeling fairly flat? I think you just tell them to play the game. Play the game that you know that, that we can play, given that Darabin are one of the most successful sides to ever take the field in the VFLW, probably the most successful side. Play the game that you know that you can play and play it for Sarah to stand up for her. Indeed. You never know, maybe she may have given the words to them before they ran out. Just mm. the, this one's for me, finish the job. But they are down at the moment by 18 points. Darren players in a very tight-knit huddle. Melbourne Uni players just having a shot at goal. Let's check out in some weather conditions how they're looking in compared to the first mm. term. Down to Nick Necroponsas on the boundary line. That lost Nick there for a Typical moment. Typical Melbourne, though. For 10 minutes, it starts pissing down, and then 10 minutes later, we can see sun poking out the clouds. Mm. Uh, it's Melbourne. Beautiful one day. Always beautiful, in fact, the next. as uh, <laughs> I think we have Nick down there on the boundary line. Nick? Yeah, the, we can confirm that uh, Hannah, Hannah Ibrahim is out for the game. Guys, 
They're a bit tight-lipped about what the injury actually is, so we don't know. Um, the other thing is, probably um, across the other side of the ground, you can see Carlton coach Damien Keeping is uh, watching from a uh, distance. Ah, uh, yes, black jacket under a big tree. <laughs> that is so creepy. Staying, for, staying as far away from me as possible, I wonder why. As... Um, as Darren players are in position early. Melbourne Uni making them wait. It reminds me of a game, uh, Christy, at Coburg City Oval last year when the Devils were close to the uh, Falcons at half-time. The Devils came out, the Falcons came out purposely late two or three minutes yep. and then did their warm-ups as well before getting into position just to play well, a little I bit. Love of the... I love gamesmanship, so you guys probably would, get, would have guessed oh. that. Um, I do love a bit of gamesmanship and it's good to stand up to the bullies and show that you can do it too. Well, we're just about ready to get underway for the third term here on girlsplayfooty.com. To start us off for this quarter in round one of the Swiss VWFL competition, here is Matthew Cox. Thank you very much, Peter Holden. The umpire gets us back underway in the middle and then goes over as well. Pierce got the tap down. Handball out of the contest. A little too hot for Paxman. Sockers it off the ground. Inside attacking 50 for the Falcons. Pound ran past it. Opens an opportunity for Vessio who slots it from 40 metres out. Darabin get there first inside the opening minute of the third term. They move to 117. The Muggers 3-1-19. Here on girlsplayfooty.com radio, Lucy Watkin. Yeah, very good movement of the ball there from Darabin Falcons into the forward 50. But probably the best thing out of that was to see Darcy Vessio back herself for the first time in the game, take it on and kick the first goal for Darabin. So score reads 117 the Falcons, the Muggers 3119 here on girlsplayfooty.com. And don't forget, if you're at the ground, tune in on your FM radio 89.1. Or if you want to listen to it on your mobile when you're outside the ground, just simply download the tune in app and search for Girls Play Footy. We're underway again. One out on this occasion by Lauren Pierce. Going in there is Carney. She went to ground, caught the little nudge there by Brennan. They're screaming for hatching the football. And the umpire says no opportunity. And we will get a bounce just on the edge of the cricket pitches here at Bill Laurie Oval. I say that name, I feel like i just got to say, God, yes, as the ball is thrown up in the air. One out there by Pierce. He did a backhander over the uh, head. Now going in there is, uh, I think, Tapper by the look of it. She's all wrapped up. The umpire will call for a ball up. We'll have it once more. This time close towards center wing on the flat side of the ground. Ball up in the air. Away we go again. One out by Lauren Pierce. Shark by Carney. Got dispossessed. Going in there is Blackburn. Had it. Dropped it. Then got shoved over by Brennan. Brennan goes in. Tries to extract the pill. Doesn't do so. But got it out to Delpos. He kicked the grubber along the carpet. Towards centre half forward. The cavalry is there for Melbourne Uni. But they can't get a clear disposal. It is just scrappy football. Bailey Hunt went in there. She couldn't get it out either. Steph Simpson fighting in hard for it. And the umpire calls for a ball up. Centre half forward for the Falcons on stage. That's Christy Williams. Yeah, 10 touches to Katie Brennan, playing pretty much as an on-baller. Very, very tall and well-built one, but 10 touches for her, and she's had a pretty big influence for the Fox. Stevenson got it knocked down. Paxman again trying to get rid of the footy. The umpire says going nowhere. I will ball it up. Still centre-half forward. 1-1-7 the Falcons, 3-1-19 the Muggers. Umpire gets it back underway. Pierce gets the tap down to the deck. Callanan chasing after it. Gets wrapped up immediately. Tried to feed the handball out. Paxman going in after it. Lachlan on her hammer. Dispossessed her of the footy. Wrapping up now Hunt over the top of Steph Simpson. We'll get another ball up. Edged closer to the outer boundary. Still on the half forward line for Darabin. 
Back underway, Lauren Pierce gets the tap to the deck. Carney running onto it. Was able to get the handball backwards to Hunt. Got a fresh edge shot at the kick and opened an opportunity for Brennan. Try to get the handball across to Callanan. Handball now backwards. Tyndall, ball, and a free player in the pocket for Darabin takes the mark. 45 degree angle. About 40 metres out from goal. Steph Simpson by the looks of it, perhaps. It looks... It is. Steph Simpson has it. Wily little, wily little forward, Steph Simpson. I do like watching her play. She doesn't get a lot of the ball, but she's really exciting and really quick kind of, quick customer. So Simpson coming in, looking for Darabin's second goal. Kick on its way. As just to the near side. Minus stab, score. Just stabbed at it a little bit. Didn't kick right through the ball. 1-2-8, Darabin, 3-1-19, the Muggers here on girlsplayfooty.com radio. This is Peter Holden. And we have Gabriella Pound with the football at full back. Let's see if they've improved their kicking out from full back. Nobody, look at it. <laughs> Not since the grand final. I was about to say it couldn't get any worse, but they didn't do that. The yeah, they just stepped over the line, and we're going to call for a, we're going to call for a ball oh, up on the goal square. We could get, we could get Called it as... Oh, no. As... Uh, uh, we wait for the umpire to throw the ball up in the air. Pierce wins out the tap. Okay, lurking around. So is Vessio going in there. Georgia Hammond over the top of her is Carney. Goes towards the boundary line. Eva lurking around as well. Steph Simpson's ball still in play. And it's all locked up. Umpire finally calls for the whistle and a ball up. Forward pocket for the Falcons next to the right-hand point post. They're down by 11 points against the uh, Muggers early in this third term. Eva caught by Steph Simpson, slammed into the ground. Umpire comes in, says no prior opportunity. We'll call for a ball up. On special comments, Lucy Watkin. Seeing some very, very congested football here. It seems both teams have come out firing after the halftime break and want to get themselves on the board. So very scrappy football at the moment. Brennan's kick towards the top of the goal square. No good. Muggers able to repel, although it's going to go straight down the throat of Callanan. An up-and-under kick. Puts a teammate under pressure. Getting back there. Berry knocked it forward. Stevenson at the bottom of the contest. Got it out to Lachlan. She tried to feed the handball to Blackburn, who was wrapped up immediately. The umpire says, give it to me. I will ball it up. Let's go down to boundary side. Nick, what have you got for us? Yeah, um, obviously they're not out there today for Darabin. Lauren Arnell and Daisy Pierce basically acting as assistant coaches today all got their, their whiteboards out and directing play boundary. Coming through is Georgia Hammond, who got it now. Off to O'Day, who sold the candy. Oh, she lost control of the football. Almost threw it out to get to Brennan. Brennan had it, lost it, tried to get it to Berry. Went through her hands, tapped, they hit the ground hard, in goes Pierce, Brennan now goes to ground, tries to pull the football in umpire watching on and says no prior opportunity and will call for a ball up. Muggers 3-1-19 Falcons 1-2-8 It's Melbourne Uni up by 11 points on girlsbayfooty.com radio back tomorrow at 1 for the Devils and the Sharks at Mulgrave Reserve, Carney takes away the clearance here, now goes out towards the wing position, bouncing foot race here comes Lawrence Park, sells the candy beautifully, hand pass back to Ashmore. Ashmore goes backwards to Blackburn. Blackburn now going around in circles looking for Spark. One bounce, two bounce inside the line. Hand passes around Egan. Spots up Carney. Carney got on the right boot. Goes inside 50. Wanted to get Sheila but it was away to her and Hogan now takes the resulting free kick. Hogan now goes across. Reynolds had it momentarily. Got cleaned up by Berry. Then going in there. Egan now delivers on the boundary line managing to find uh, the player in Callanan. 20th touch for Carney. 
She mentioned it was McDonald that went to Callanan, and Callanan now goes up the line looking for Delpos. I think it is. He's taken the mark. Now goes with a short kick. Oh, just squeezed out of hands there. Intercepted by the mugger. Sent back in to 50. Sheila went flying by the air. In fact, it was Platt Paul hit the ground. Now going in there is Reynolds. Reynolds can't get it out. Sheila goes in to lay the tackle. It wasn't in the back. It's all held up. And the umpire says no opportunity. We'll call for a ball up. 35 metres out for the Muggers. Goal. They lead by 11 points. Get a ball up. Directly in front of goal for the Muggers. Kicking to the grandstand end in this third term here on girlsplayfooty.com radio. Back underway. Lauren Pierce. Spark actually got the tap that time around. Diving in over the top of the footy. Lauren Pierce oh, tried to oh. feed the handball out. <laughs> O'Day got her head ripped off. And we'll get the free kick inside defensive 50 for the Falcons. Decides to come to the broadcast side of the ground, searching for Brennan. Oh. Hunt wearing her like a glove. <laughs> Brennan tapping it in front of herself. Now goes to ground. Ashmore hovering as well. The umpire says, oh, give it to me. I will ball it up. Centre wing broadcast side. Lo- lo- love the battle. Brennan held Bailey hunched up, but then she did it back, and the umpire just said, ah, throw away the whistle. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, we said that most of them. Said that most of the game, obviously. Umpire throws it up in the air. Pierce won out the tap. Got it at Delpos. Delpos put it on the left. Wanted to go in the Vessio direction, but the ball is 10 metres away from her. Goes over the boundary line and out of bounds with Pound in pursuit. 50 metres out from the Falcons goal. On special comments, Lucy Watkin. Yeah, well, Melbourne Uni's entry into forward 50 just showed the um, how, how well you can get it out if you do play cleanly, and it was some good good string of possessions there with Carney, Ashmore, and Lawrence Barks into the 50. Unfortunately, could not capitalise on it, though. As the ball's pushed back towards the boundary line, we should get another throw-in. We will. Our forward flank on the broadcast side for the Falcons. They're 1-2-8. The Muggers with a handy lead, 3-1-19. Low scoring affair here at Bill Laurie Oval. Throwing the ball back into play. Tap went the way of Stevenson on the deck. Callanan trying to get a kick out of the contest. Carney overran it. Dalpos now kick around her body into the pocket. Vessio tried to take it. Pound was all over. O'Day though supporting. Offline minor score. Same scoring shots now for both sides. 1-3-9 Darabin. 3-1-19, the Muggers here on girlsplayfooty.com radio about halfway through the third term. Well, to come in from full back, I do warn you, I do have the Benny Hill music and I will use it if they mess up this kick in. They go short, Blackburn, this time they hit the target. Blackburn now decides to go and plays on from the back pocket. Squeeze, kick, Hammond there, Pierce uh, knocked away from her own teammate. Gunny just put, put the ball, went out towards the wing position. Orchid looking, bounce, now picked off there by Hogan who had to go across, taken away there. It looked like it might have been uh, for the moment, it was the player in uh, Colvin who gave up the hand pass. They delivered it up towards the half-forward flank. Now taken away there by Pound. Pound for the Muggers down towards the middle of the ground. Came off, hands Colvin lurking nearby again. In goes Brennan. In goes Jessica Anderson. She tries to get it out. She can't. Ball still in dispute. Blackburn tried to kick it off the carpet. Paxman was laying on pressure. Coming across now and swinging around is Ashmore. Kicked it round the corner. Dribbled along the ground. Stevenson had the ball momentarily under pressure. Sees it go over the boundary line and out of bounds in front of the Falcon coaching bench. And down there is Nick Necropontis. Yeah, guys. Um, ball is right in front of me here, so it's a bit loud down here. Around the bench. It looks like Louise Stevenson's coming off and looks a bit sore as well. She's with the trainer right now. Boundary throw in. Went the favour of Spark, but it's all wrapped up. The umpire says, give it to me, I'll ball it up. 
think the Falcons just need to be a little bit more composed mm. and trying to move the ball too quickly. Just need to hit up some targets because they have had the opportunities in this third term. Comes out the back. Paxman dishes off the handball. Just a hoping one. Ashmore will follow it up. She sends a looping one back to Paxman. Got stripped of the footy. Umpire calls play on. The kick around the body from Blackburn. No good. Spark got dispossessed. Umpire again calls play on. Lachlan got a kick forward for the Muggers. It'll be seen over the boundary line and out of play. We'll throw it in. Long way for Sheerlaw to bend down. Needless to say, she did have a social media profile of a baby giraffe. <laughs> very apt, very good sense of humour. As the ball is back into play, going in there is Pierce versus Spark. Spark brought the ball to ground. Tyndall had it, put it on her boot. Dangerously close towards the boundary line. Brennan there fighting it hard with Bailey Hunt and sees the ball go over the boundary line and out of bounds. We're on centre wing, third term. Nearing three-quarter time, and it's the Muggers at the moment leading by 10 points. 3-1-19 to the Falcons, 1-3-9. All scoring has been towards the cricket net side of the ground. Pierce wins the tap, put the ball in front of herself. Blackburn's got it. Didn't take possession because she knew she was going to get mown down, and it's over the boundary line and out of bounds. And special comments, Lucy Watkin. Darabin definitely with more numbers around the ball, but Ad Coxie just said need more composure around the ball and move it a bit more cleanly from the clearances. Boundary throw in between centre wing and half forward for the Falcons. Lauren Pierce got a fingertip to it. And now Blackburn, her kick smothered back on the deck. Colvin chasing after it. Muggers with possession. Carney got knocked off the footy by Dalpos. Falcons now with possession of the footy. The handball came back into Brennan but she ran straight past it. Picked up by Georgia Hammond. She's now under pressure half forward. The non-officiating umpires come in and said there was a free kick and it will go the way of... Uh, that looks like Georgia Hammond to take the free kick. Just outside attacking 50. Broadcast side for the Falcons. Need a goal from this entry. High ball. Going to land at the top of the goal square. Plaque fires. No one... Able to take the mark. Pound tried to claim it. Kicked it around her body. He's going to go straight back down the throat of Georgia Hammond. She's about 10 metres close to the goal. A little worse of an angle. Do you bomb away or do you centre it? I think you've got to bomb away. Well, there's Brennan, presenting a, Brennan presenting a lead. Hammond comes in, puts it on the boot. Not a bad-looking kick. Going to land at the top of the goal square and be rushed through for a minor score. 1-4-10, Darabin. The Muggers lead 3-1-19. Here on girlsplayfooty.com radio, Christy Williams. Well, that's now the problem with Brennan playing through the midfield, isn't it? That she should have been the one being able to lead out from the square, but you can't have two Caddy Brennans in <laughs> at once, although I'm sure they'd love to. As the ball is now caught on the back line, just dancing around there is Carney. Got to look across the pound. Pound now on the right boot. Going up defensive centre wing. Going across the shield. Put it to ground. Ashmore with the don't argue. And goes for a run towards the half forward flank position. Floating over the head there of Candace Adams who couldn't pick it up. Cleaning up at the back there is Hibbert. Hibbert's kick. Uh, got across the pierce. Then back to Hibbert. Hibbert now on the right. Goes up towards centre wing. <laughs> One Falcon amongst three players. And that was Cullinan who managed to hold onto it, got it across to Samantha Smith Smith went across the opposite side of the ground, trying to find Libby Birch Birch in a foot race, tries to hold 
the football up, Jess Anderson went over the top of her, stacks on the pill, ball just uh, bouncing around, trying to go in there once more was Kerrick, couldn't feed out the ball, in goes Egan, Egan had it momentarily, now coming across is Anderson, who picked it up off the carpet, went wrong way, then went back the correct way, put it towards the pocket, Shearlaw goes to pick it up, Shearlaw got a sign of candy, Shearlaw goes for the run, Shearlaw kicks it, Ashmore, no, had it, dropped it, couldn't hang on to it, ball on the ground, wants to go in again, Blackburn leaking nearby, Ashmore dropped it like a piece of soap. Blackburn gets slammed into the ground. It's on the goal line. It's conceded through. No, the umpire's pulled out a free Finally. kick. It's a free kick for dropping the football. It's going the way of the Falcons and ending up with the pill is Gabrielle Colvin. Colvin comes towards the broadcast side. Risky kick but pays off. Callanan takes the mark with three muggers around her. Kicks it towards the centre wing on the broadcast side. Chasing after it was O'Day, she goes to ground and the umpire hovering, says give it to me I'll ball it up only the two inside 50s this quarter for Melbourne Uni so we'll get a ball up centre wing, broadcast side nine point lead to the Muggers approaching three quarter time here on girlsplayfooty.com radio uh, Spark just grabbed it out of the contest, got it to Ashmore. Ashmore sends a kick towards Blackburn inside attacking 50 in a contest with Reynolds. Kept it in front of herself, dished off the handball to Carney, got, got caught by Callanan. Umpire says no prior and we will get a ball up as we head down to grand level. Nick? Yeah, Nicholas Stevens is getting a lot of work on her hamstring and uh, lower back it would seem down on the bench. So they might be down to two at the moment on the bench at uh, Melbourne Uni. Adams wins the rack contest. Dolpoz got dispossessed. They said she didn't have it. The Falcons crowd. The umpire won't pay it. Hogan knocked over. She tried to kick it. Paxman with a little grubber along the ground. Trying to find her uh, teammate there in Samantha Smith. Got knocked away from the football. In goes Kerrick. Hand pass. Now across to Bailey Hunt. Comes back to Pound. Pound back to Hunt. Hunt dropped it cold. No, said the umpires who stripped from Reynolds. Umpire now comes in. Says holding the ball against Kerrick. Callanan, she looks at the umpire going, what? I hate umpires. <laughs> and it's a free kick. I think it's Adams, is it, for um, Melbourne Uni. She has the football. She is 50 metres out from goal. Kicking towards the grandstand and just pops it up. Sheila got knocked out of the way. Trying to come through there was Adams. Couldn't hang on to it. Ball on the ground. And the umpire blows the whistle and says, let Sheila up, I'll have the ball back and we'll have a ball up. 25 metres out from goal, Nick Necropontis. Yeah, Louis Stevenson looked like she was getting some work on her knee, but she's gone back on the ground now and looks good to go. Back underway, Paxman feeds the handball out to Hibbert. High ball, ends up in the hands of O'Day at centre-half back. Calls for players to go forward. One of them's Paxman, but the kick was just too hot for her and the ball dribbles over the boundary line as... Vessio and Brennan await to come back on the ground. Late stages, third term here at Bill Laurie Oval. Nine-point lead to the Muggers. The umpire will send it back into play. Centre wing broadcast side. High ball. Stevenson got the tap straight to the deck. Dalpos got stripped to the footy. Umpire calls play on. And now he'll call for it. Attacking side of the broadcast wing for the Muggers. They're 3-1-19. Darabin, 1-4-10. Here on girlsplayfooty.com radio. As we wait for the umpire to clear the way and throw the ball up in the air, Stevenson versus Egan. Egan went with the early jump and Stevenson got the tap down. Trying to go through his Berry, couldn't pick it up. Ashmore involved as well. Dalpas, hand pass over the top. Then going in, Stevenson once more. Close towards the boundary line was Nicholas Stevens and the ball goes out and we'll have a uh, ball in. 
just in front of the Darabin coaching bench. It is nine points the difference. 3-1 leads 1-4. Muggers leading the Falcons. Umpire throws the ball back into play. Stevenson versus Egan. Stevenson wins it. Kerrick got co collected in the contest. In goes O'Day. It's knocked over the boundary line and out of bounds. And the ball managed to stay in though. And kicking along the ground was Kerrick. He got it forward. Tapta tried to take the football away but it's taken by Callanan. Callanan kicked it up the line. Had to be good with the kick. Was trying to find the player in Georgia Hammond. Desperation. Knocked out of her hands by Sandrine. The ball's out. We will call for a throw in. On special comments, Lucy Watkin. Kayla Nashmore has been very, very influential on this uh, broadcast side wing, getting a few inside 50s for the Melbourne Uni that they haven't been able to capitalise on. But I would like to see Kate Sheila be a bit more physical in the contest. Stevenson followed up her ruck work, got it towards the half-forward flank broadcast side. Tapner, Topo kick around her body. Sheila just goes over the boundary line and out of play. They appeal for deliberate, the Falcons players. Well, they if won't I'm not get saying it. it, it's not deliberate. <laughs> <laughs> the, old, the ultimate judge here, Christy Williams on girlsplayfooty.com radio. <laughs> Thrown back into play. Someone's got to umpire, the umpires can't. Just inside attacking 50. Just went over the top of the ruck contest. And the Falcons able to get a dribbler. Pound in front of Vessio. Got stripped to the footy. Vessio goes back in after it. Hunt on her hammer. Ball just bobbling around. Good tackle there applied by Stephanie Simpson. Sees the ball locked up. Just outside attacking 50 broadcast side for the Muggers. They're 3-1-19, Darabin 1-4-10 here on girlsplayfooty.com radio. Nearing three-quarter time up in the air we go. Candace Adams won out in the contest. Got it down and a kick around the corner by Berry. Very close towards the boundary line. Power wanted to keep it in but the ball did go out and we will call for a pull in. And as we speak that is three-quarter time here at Bill Laurie Oval. It means we'll be in for a thriller of a final quarter. 1-4-10, Darabin, Melbourne Uni, 3-1-19. And Lucy Watkin, the very interesting thing out of it is, for all of Melbourne Uni's score, it really only came in a five-minute burst in the second term. Yeah, it seems they haven't been able to find a way to score since that five-minute burst. And I think part of it is because Kate Sheila seems to be being muscled out of the contest. Even though she has height on her side, she hasn't been able to sort of stick a mark in this second half. Yeah, so it'll be good to see if she can sort of bring some physicality to her game to grab a mark and get a score on the board for the Melbourne Uni in the fourth quarter. Well, let's have a look at some stats at three-quarter time. The master of the stats here in the commentary box is Christy Williams. But you can call me Professor Williams if you like, Pete. Professor <laughs> no. Williams, you'll, we'll have that. Um, Where's your lab coat? Um, that would be an offence to, to scientists to call me an <laughs> professor, probably. Especially well, with your mathematics. <laughs> <laughs> Carry on. I got there. Five Carry plus on. five plus one. <laughs> anyway, we, I heard, uh, I can't remember which commentator it was recently in one of the men's games, but mentioned that the, probably the most crucial key, uh, sorry, most crucial kick in football is that one just to the half-forward line. Um, and I think it's absolutely true in, in women's footy. I think that certainly goes in between um, both. And... Deanna Berry, who's one of the better young, yes, high half forwards, has only had five touches now. And that's, I mean, we talked about how well they had when they had that little burst, but that's what they're missing. They, they, they've got it, and Ashmore's got it in some very dangerous positions, but they haven't been able to get it over that kind of 50-40 kind of threshold. Mm. So that's where they really need to, to pick it up. And people like Berry, she really needs to get her hands on it. She looks a bit disinterested at times uh, today, which isn't a good sign. But obviously Emma Carney with 23. 
three touches, a pretty standard day for her. Inside and outside being crucial, but Ellie Blackburn's actually been a little bit quiet by her standards. Only had 13 touches and hasn't really had much of an influence on uh, on the contest, either defensively or offensively. Um, on the on the flip side, to see Katie Brennan get 14 touches um, on a day where they haven't had many possessions as a team, it's she's a remarkable player that she can that she can play that role so well. And it does kind of rob Peter to play Paul that now they're, they're really lacking that that marking target up forward because they had. They had five inside 50s um, in that quarter and they really should have been able to make more of that, the Falcons, I think. Um, but certainly in terms of the clearances as well, Lauren Pierce played a bit off the ball down back in the first half and thrown her into the ruck a bit more this quarter and she's had a pretty big influence, as Lucy was saying. Um, the Melbourne rucks have been bumped out of the contest a little bit, so there's something to watch out for, I think, is that that hit out and that clearance battle is going to be crucial for this game in the last quarter, I think. I think in the, near the stoppages, Darabin need to sort of stop with the tiny handballs and hit get ball to boot a bit more. I know I've said it a few times this game, but it seems the way to get the ball forward is to move it quickly. And, and through the guts. And through the guts, and Darabin just haven't been doing yeah. that yet. Absolutely. Coxie, just before we hit the three-quarter time break, goal kickers. Yeah, one for Darcy Vessio for the Falcons and three single goal kickers for the Muggers. Madeline Kerrick, Ellie Blackburn and Jess Anderson sees the score. 3-1-19, the Muggers. 1-4-10, the Falcons. We'll take this opportunity to take a break. It's three-quarter time here at Bill Laurie Oval in Northcote, where at the moment it is Melbourne Uni, 3-1-19, leading the Falcons, 1-4-10. Hi, it's Eric from Deaf Children Australia. Ready for your next lesson? With your left hand palm facing you, touch the left thumb with the right pointer finger. That's A. Now put the same pointer finger onto the left hand pointer. That's E. And for I, O and U, point and place on the next three fingers. They're the vowels. How easy is that? Next time I'll teach you to sign nice things like thank you. At Deaf Children Australia, we're helping young deaf people reach their potential at school and in life. Please join us. Together we can make a difference. You're okay. Just did it because he likes you. Don't try like a girl, mate. Violence against women starts with disrespect. The excuses we make allow it to grow. Violence against women. Let's stop it at the start. It's Anna Mears winning gold. Hey, I'm Anna Mears. Winning gold at the Olympics was an incredible feeling. And having my biggest rival, who I'd just beaten, ride up next to me and lift my hand in victory topped off an amazing moment. We'd had our fair share of clashes over the years, but in the end, we both respected each other, and that's what really counts in sport. Be gracious in victory and in defeat. To keep your sport inclusive, safe and fair, go to playbytherules.net.au. Oh, hi, I'm Maria from Sesame Street. And Elmer's Elmer. And we're here to talk about driveways. Driveways can be dangerous for children. Poor little red monsters. So it's important for parents to always watch their children around them. Yeah, driveways are for cars, not for play. That's right, Elmo. Play only in safe places away from driveways because people in cars may not see you. Uh, Elmo sees you, Maria. Tag, you're it. Oh, here I come, Elmo. <laughs> Remember, driveways are like roads. Always supervise, separate, and see. Learn more at kidsafevic.com.au. Even I could Hey guys, I'm Jess. And I'm Lisa from the Veronica's for Rad. Recording artists, actors and athletes against drink driving. What does it mean to be a designated driver? It means you're the friend who's agreed not to drink, not the person who's had the least to drink. It's cool to do and it shows you care about your friends. If you screw up just once, then your life changes forever. Face it, their lives are in your hands. So why don't you and your friends take it in turns to be the designated driver when you go out? You'll make the road safer for all of us. 
live across the web. This is the girlsplayfooty.com match of the day. And here at the moment, Phil Laurie Oval, 3-1-19, Melbourne Uni. The Falcons, 1-4-10, about to start the final quarter. Crowd still coming off the ground. Around the ground scores, VU Western Spurs, 7-11-53, lead Cranbourne, 1-1-7. Geelong, 6-2-38, lead Box Hill, two behinds. Wow. Those are the scores around the ground. Nick DeCapontes has been out the huddles. Let's go down to Nick. Now, we said it lost Nick there for a moment. We'll come back to Nick uh, in a moment's time to get us underway for the final quarter. Here is Matthew Cox. Lauren Pierce tapped it straight down the throat of Blackburn. Her kick out wide towards Ashmore. Callanan, though, got in front of her. Been impressive this afternoon, Callanan. Her ball towards the centre wing on the outer side. It's going to be turned over. Sparks sends the ball back towards the half-forward flank. Goes through everyone. And now taken out there... And eventually it comes Deliver. off. And we'll get a boundary throw in. Centre wing on the outer side. Let's go see if we got Nick back downstairs. Yeah, guys, it appears Melbourne Uni are down to one on the bench at the moment. Nicholas Stevens appears to have done a hamstring injury. And Candace Adams is also down for the game. So they're down to one on the bench at the moment. Going to make things tough in this final term. They do have a nine-point lead at the moment. Big oval too. This is back underway. The handball comes away of Lachland. Her kick is going to go straight down the throat of Paxman, who takes the defensive side of the outer wing, Pete. The worst thing for Melbourne Uni is, as the sun starts to come out and the ball gets a little easier to handle, that's when Darabin are more dangerous as Pierce, Lauren Pierce, has the ball on wing. She didn't look all that dangerous. She didn't know where she was going. And then she kicked it in the O'Day direction, got spoiled from behind. Ball hit the deck, foot race on. Here comes uh, Georgia Hammond, kept it in front of herself, then got shoved off the footy, going back in there once more and trying to uh, pick it up was Saundry, couldn't do so Georgia Hammond again, O'Day lurking nearby, ball's been squeezed out towards the back pocket, nearly getting in the back there was Kristen Hay, Hay goes back and get it again, hand pass in front of herself, you call deliberate, the umpire won't pay it, Brennan sees it over the boundary line and out of bounds, nine point lead to Melbourne Uni over the Falcons here at Bill Laurie Oval on special comments, Lucy Watkin Yeah, not so much really to report on yet, just uh, yeah Weather has cleared up, though, which is very, very nice. So hopefully some more clean possessions, which will suit the Darabin girls. We may see a comeback in this quarter. Blackburn, up and under kick. Ashmore sitting underneath it. Got punched out of her hands. Tapner sockers it off the ground. And the boundary line will beat all comers. We'll get a throw in. Centre wing on the outer side. I will say, interestingly, though, there's been no score whatsoever towards the grandstand end. No, there hasn't been. So we'll get a boundary throw in. The Darabin Falcons kicking to this grandstand in in this term. As it's all wrapped up out of the contest and a free kick will go the way of Carney. Centre wing on the outer side as the sun bathes Bill Laurie Oval. High ball in the Ashmore direction was too hot for her and the mark will be taken out the back by Megan McDonald. McDonald. Western Bulldogs listed player has the ball half back flank squeezes the kick in the O'Day direction oh she's too good outmarked two players on that occasion including the challenge from Lachlan now has to come inboard with a kick it wasn't good it just popped out of her teammate's hand Delpo standing 
start. Kicked in the backward direction. Unloading for 50 metres towards the top of the goal square. Came off hands courtesy of Saundry. The dangerous Vessio's looking around. Couldn't pick it up. Head over the ball by Alicia Eva. Vessio went again but got spoiled by Carney. Ball got popped out. Looking nearby was O'Day. Couldn't pick it up. Lachlan now on the left. Going in the direction of and trying to find her teammate in Tapner. Not knocked out of her hands. Scooped little hand pass out while looking at Paxman. Missed her. Carney trying to pick up the football. Got caught. Got a hand pass away while under pressure. Kristen Hay went in there as well. Couldn't get it through the legs of O'Day but then caught her opponent in Carrick. Carrick got a left boot out. Looking for Carney who couldn't pick it up. Going in as Blackburn. Blackburn is getting squeezed. Hand pass out to Kristen Hay. Hay went towards the defensive side of centre wing. Knocked along the ground. Pressure footy and picking it up is Siobhan Hogan. Hogan sends the kick towards centre half forward. O'Day presented. Couldn't complete the mark. Muggers with the turnover. Hot handball to Lachlan. Booming kick in towards the middle. Good contest applied by the Falcons. And they get brought down. I believe that was Birch. The umpire calls play on. Brennan sends a kick towards centre half forward. Falcons players spoiled each other. Comes off hands. Walsh sends it towards centre half forward for the Muggers. Bouncing ball. Callanan getting back over the footy. It'll be all locked up and we'll get a ball up. Centre half forward for the Muggers. They lead 3-1-19. The Falcons 1-4-10. On special comments, Lucy Watkin. It has been a bit end-to-end so far this quarter. No one has taken control of the game yet, but Durban definitely looking like they might end up on top in this quarter. Ball is thrown up. Lauren Pierce versus Stevenson. Pierce did a backhander, but it ended up with Kerrick who tried to get it across to Lachlan who got it back. Lachlan on the left! <laughs> one bounce goal! Just for those first five minutes, Lucy, when it looked like Durban were coming, were coming, were coming, one time up the guts from Melbourne Uni, they get the goal and they blow it out to a 15-point lead. Yeah, proves again that up the guts is the best way to kick the, your goals in footy. And we, and again, I've yet to see a goal scored here in this broadcast end, which is the way that Darabin is going. So it does seem that it will be hard for them to come back from now. But if they keep up the form that they have, they have after, before this unlucky goal against them, there could still be a chance to, to come back. Christy Williams, just an update on M. Carney's possessions. Yep, 25, expecting the big 3-0 very shortly. As Blackburn sends a kick back towards the half-forward flank on the outer side. And Mark, is it made? It will be for Darabin. So they have it on the half-back flank, outer side. And a wind-up, high ball in the Vessio direction. Pound, got in front and oh. taken the mark. 50, no. no it was a little very, bit, very rare to see Darcy Vessio get out marked. A little bit late on the whistle there as the kick goes out wide to Ashmore. Ashmore moves it quickly in the Tapner direction and she takes a sliding mark. Just outside attacking 50 on the outer side for the Muggers. A little chip kick into the pocket. Hits up Ellie Blackburn. Tight angle, 40 metres out. She ran about oh, 70, 80 metres to get that ball. Fantastic gut running from Ellie Blackburn. So Ellie Blackburn has already kicked one goal today, but he's up against the fence. Difficult kick and a congested 50 in front of her. Although she's able to spot up a target. You do need to give her any extra ammunition, please. Someone, Mark McCartney. Let's quickly go down the boundary side. Nick Nicropontis. Yeah, guys, Candice Adams has just gone back on the ground, so thankfully for Melbourne Uni, they still have two available on the bench. So, Carney... 20 out from goal, 45 degree angle, right foot kick on its way, goal umpire has not moved, will not move and will give the two finger salute. And they do 
they do say these days that goal kicking you can't be just a midfielder anymore you have to kick goals in, yeah. in men's football and that really is the cherry on the top that Carney's had such an influence on the game but you almost feel like it's missing something if she doesn't kick a goal mm. and that she finished that so with such class and that was the classic Blackburn Carney oh, match up there for Melbourne Uni Blackburn with the excellent clearance for Melbourne Uni at that said bounce. Then, and then gets it back. And then gets it back and hits up Carney. Yeah, so fantastic. Shows quick movement of the ball for Melbourne Uni has been the winner on the day. Today. As, as the ball is thrown up in the air, Egan goes in there. Oop, Carney slipped on her backside on the way through. <laughs> Kicking it there is Paxman off the carpet. There getting it is Ashmore. Back to Carney who just bounced back up and then kicked it towards the centre half forward position. Intercept. Dropped though by Pierce. Taking it now is uh, Tapner who fell over trying to rocket the hand pass out to Bailey Hunt. Between her legs is uh, is Brennan. Brennan fit the hand pass out, then got it back. Now gave it off to a teammate. The umpire said no 15. You've got to play on while under pressure. Looking for Vessio, who took it off the bounce. Vessio swung around, put it on the right inside 50. Dolpos was running afterwards, trying to get in front of the Saundry. Now trying to control the football. Oh, she's caught with it. Hot this time. Will she get pinned? Elise Hay, she does, holding the ball. Elise Hay gets pinned, and that was Batoni. Chanel Patani now goes short to O'Day. Just the 15. <laughs> Being kind there, Peter. Yeah, very kind. <laughs> Elise O'Day now goes short to Vessio. Oh. Got cut off, pound in front, but got knocked out of her hands by Blackburn, who received it back from Hay. And now kicked it towards the clock direction who had it. Then got help without it. In goes O'Day. Got caught by Blackburn and went straight over the boundary line. And deliberate! The one that probably wasn't all that obvious <laughs> has been paid. And, and, and even Alicia's going, you're yeah, kidding me, aren't you? <laughs> so the free kick oh, will go the way of Louise Stevenson, who'd run halfway up the ground. Poor old Alicia's being spun around in a circle, doesn't know where she is. And oh. So Stevenson kicks it down <laughs> along the boundary line towards centre wing. Carney coming from the side, came off hands. Barry roved it, kicks it in towards the middle. Ordinary kick. Oliver sitting underneath it, but emerging from the contest, Kristen Hay puts the ball inside, attacking 50. Lachlan's chasing after it. She's able to collect it cleanly. Snap around the body. It was a dodgy kick. Falls at the top of the goal square for the Muggers. Lachlan again slides into the tackle. Darriman able to get it. That clear possession out of the contest. And although they've turned it over, Barry oh. gets another opportunity. Down to Barry from 30 metres out offline. Minor score, 5-2-32, plays 1-4-10, about halfway through the final term here on girlsplayfooty.com radio, Lucy Watkin. Lisa O'Day very unlucky with the deliberate call there, and we saw once again Melbourne Uni able to quickly get it into the forward 50 for a scoring opportunity. be good to see Darabin try and move the ball a bit quicker back into there. Oh, you and stepping over the line. line. It's happened to bat it to the ground. Second one. How yep. hard is it? One to Uni and one to the Falcons. I think it was Reynolds who stepped over. He got pinned. Maybe the line isn't clear down that end of the ground. Oh, oh no, he looks, I can see he from here. a bit thicker. Uh, as, as we wait for the ball to be thrown up in the air, it is going to be Adams versus Egan. One out by Egan. Ball hit the ground. Tapped hit the ground even harder. And the umpire blows a whistle. And all of a sudden, Tapno is in a bit of pain. And she went to her leg. And she is yeah. down. And the umpire's called time on. She went to the knee region. And they're calling stretcher straight away. They're calling stretcher. This is the second one today. Get a leg up, trainer. Come on. 
She's up and about. They're calling for the trainer, and she is, well, the trainer's having to bolt. Uh, well, no, she's up. So we're underway again. She really is as tough as they come. Carly it takes yeah. a fair bit to get her down. And Brennan had it and then lost it, and the ball went over the boundary line and out of bounds. Had... Slowly coming from the ground. So thank goodness no stretcher, but, yeah, just uh, yeah, knocked about, to say the least. Is this the girls not used to the physicality that's been brought to the game, do you think, guys? It's a tough call. I think the physicality's gone up, but it's been tough in the past. It's probably been quicker and tougher. Mm. So the collision and the impacts are coming at a faster rate than what we've seen in the past. The ball is in dispute. Going in there is Kerrick again. Umpire pulls out a whistle and says a free kick for Uni. Won't pay the advantage, though. And uh, that means from 30, oh, 25 metres out, in fact, on a 45-degree angle. And by the look of it, I think he will be giving it to the 14 in Alicia Eber. So we wait for the ball to come back, which went behind the trees. This will be the game if she kicks it, absolutely. Oh, yeah. here's, an interesting, no in hell. here's an interesting thought. Not only does it look like Darren's going to lose, and it's rare that they lose. Last time they lost was against Melbourne Uni two years ago. But when was the last time ever Darren's senior women's team was held to a goal? Look, you, Coxie mentioned it before. I should go through the statistics archives, and I don't think uh, that's happened since they existed. Yeah, I would imagine. Yeah, it's, <laughs> it's it, at least a good ten years or so, minimum. As in goes Alicia Eba, yeah. and she's got it. Yibbity yibbity, that's all, folks. Put that one through. And the Muggers move on now to 6-2-38, Darwin 1-4-10. On special comments, White Horse Colt superstar, Lucy Watkin. Thank you, Peter. Well, it looks like that is the nail in the coffin for the game with Alicia Eva converting once again on the far end of the oval. I think it will be difficult for Darwin to come back from here, even with the conditions having cleared up this afternoon. So good work to Melbourne Uni, and let's, let's hope that uh, Darwin go out fighting. Well, I did say that in my 15... Ball up in the middle. Wish I had money on Spot the punter in the commentary no. box. No one acknowledging it. Blackburn <laughs> sends a kick out of the contest. Ball dribbling towards the half forward flank. And the Falcons able to mop up. Send it in the Vessio direction. Again, pound on her hammer. Vessio worked it well. They'll get a kick inside attacking 50 here. The Falcons. Brennan teamed by Hunt. And out the back, Saundry whacks it on the boot towards the boundary line. Bouncing ball. Brett. We'll go out of play, oh. and the umpire says, throw it in. <laughs> Just inside attacking 50. That one was deliberate. <laughs> in front of the scoreboard here at Bill Laurie Oval. 6-2-38 plays, 1-4-10 here on girlsplayfooty.com radio as we are in the shadows of the final siren. Ball back into play. Adams versus Brennan. Brennan took it straight out of the ruck. Gave up the little hand pass. Umpire says the holding infringement going the way of Melbourne Uni and they'll play the advantage quickly through Kerrick who goes up towards the centre wing position. Was looking for Jess Anderson. Anderson tries to fire a hand pass back. Got it back to Kerrick. Kerrick went on the left. Went towards the centre half forward position. Awkward bouncing football. Who's it going to sit for? Going in there was Spark. Couldn't pick it up. Going around there was Vessi all the way 
down to the fence. Her kick, though, is trying to find Ashmore, who had it, and it went straight through her hands. Here comes the Falcons attack, repelling down the middle of the ground. Over the head of Delpos, found a teammate, Callan, and now has the football with uh, Blackburn doing jumping jacks. Just standing around, standing around. Which way is she going to go? She goes Wiscarth Street side of the ground, looking for Vizio. with her hands under pressure from Pound. Pound had brought it to ground. In there is Stevenson as well. Ball got squeezed out. Glatt tried to squeeze it out with a hand pass. Umpires played a free kick. Said there was a throw. And it will be a Darabin free kick. And they'll have it on centre wing. And the kick, oh, just... Anderson was able to get a fingertip to it, close to the boundary line. Oh, that was a scoop back into the play. Umpire didn't see it. Waves play on. He better not have seen it. And with a ball up, centre wing broadcast side. 6-2, the Muggers. 1-4-10, the Falcons. Oh, dear. Get a ball up, centre wing. The tap. Favours the Falcons. O'Day running onto it. Blackburn brought her to ground. Kerrick keeps, keeps the ball in play. Vesio sends it backwards. Tyndall got caught. Umpire calls play on. Blackburn again. Waxing on the boot around her body. Bouncing ball came off the chest there of Hibbert. Ashmore now with an opportunity. Oh, they're everywhere here, the Muggers. They're in the middle. Handball comes away of Kristen Hay. Under pressure. Got it over the top to Carney. Carney in the middle of Bill Laurie Oval. Goes inside attacking 50 with the kick. And a mark will be taken directly in front by Lauren Spark. About 45 out from goal. She looks like she's having a shot, but wouldn't have thought she'd have the leaks mm. from, from here. Not There's a, not really anyone on the on the line either. Not a breath of wind either here at Bill Laurie Oval. The kick is offline. It's going to fall short. Comes off hands. Paxman. And the ball comes off the boot Ugh, of Berry. And a free kick will be going the way of Paxman in the back pocket out of side. 6-2-38 plays, 1-4-10. Muggers lead. Late stages, final term here on girlsplayfooty.com radio. Nick Nick Rapontis on the boundary line. Yeah, Tuckman's just uh, taking a seat down on the bench now. She's had her knee looked at for quite a bit. Doesn't look too bad, but yeah, she's definitely done for the day. Eva comes in to try and pick up the football, squeeze it out in front of her forward pocket now for the Muggers. And it's all locked up. Looking on his Pierce popped out the Berry. Berry got it across to Lachlan. Lachlan dropped the pill, and the umpire's blown the whistle and said that's a free kick, and it is going the way of the Falcons in Brennan. Brennan's kick off, pickpocketed by Carney. Puts some icing on the cake. No way to the right. Minus score, 6-3-39 Melbourne Uni, 1-4-10. Darren Falcons on special comments, Lucy Watkin. I think a special mention for Melbourne Uni has to go to Gabrielle Pound, who has tagged Darcy Bessio this whole game and has sort of limited her influence up well, the she ground. absolutely has. She's only had 12 touches, Darcy. Yeah, so up the ground and in the forward 50. So special mention to Gab Pound. And no pressure on debut, Lucy, but you'll have the honour of judging our best on ground player that gets the $50 Rebel Sport voucher. Talk about warning. Ash- <laughs> Ashmore takes the mark. Plays on quickly. Spotted up a target inside attacking 50. Lachlan takes it. Slight angle 40 out from goal. The, um, the conversion rate from inside 50s and scoring shots is around about the 7. Don't ask me to give you a proper number. But he's, re- he's about 70%, which is remarkable because anything over 35-40 is, is just r- really elite stuff. Bit of a hop, skip and a jump from Brooke Lachlan. Has she hooked the kick too much? She has 6-4-40 plays, 1-4-10. A margin of 30 points here at Bill Laurie Oval. Round one, VFL women's action. This is the grand final replay. At this time, we're going to have a different victor with the Muggers 
going on to win. Brennan takes the mark. Back pocket. Out of side. Goes down along the boundary line with the kick to a contest. Lauren Pierce came late. Couldn't take the mark. Ball on the deck. Falcons with numbers and with possession of the footy. The kick. Poor. Put O'Day under pressure. They still managed to work it to Tyndall in the middle of the ground, but she's got nothing ahead of her. Oh. Apart from Batoni, but she was under pressure from Walsh. As the players now arrive and wrap things up. Corner of the centre square, out of sight, favouring the Falcons, who trail by 30 points. Quickie coincidence, the last time Melbourne Uni beat Darabin round 2 2015, Astor O'Connor wasn't playing, and Sarah Hammond went down with an injury in that game. Oh, that time it was a hamstring. I just somewhere in the back of my brain that you know I should be keeping important stuff but I keep that junk as the ball is down moved up towards the half forward flank position good tackle laid on umpire comes in and says no proper opportunity we'll call for a ball up 6-4-40 leads 1-4-10 Melbourne Uni leading the Falcons here we'll have around the ground scores for you very shortly as Del Boss trying to pick up the football overran it Lachlan overran it as well wanting to go in is uh, Blackburn has support there from Katie Clatt Blackburn hatched it out Clatt knocked it along the ground Kristen Hay wants to put her head over the football. Delpos winning as well. Callanan, little chip forward, trying to find O'Day. Could control it. Kicked it in front of herself. But uh, the ball went over the boundary line and out of bounds for a throw-in. I can tell you those around the ground scores in the other matches. VU Western Spurs, 7-11-53 lead Cranbourne, one one seven. Geelong, 7-3-45 lead Box Hill, two behinds. And here we've got a 30-point lead in favour of the Muggers. Back underway. Might have been a hold. As the siren sounds to conclude game one of 2017, and it is the Muggers victorious, avenging their grand final loss last year at Coburg City Oval. This afternoon at Bill Laurie Oval, they are the victors. 6 4 40, Narrabin 1 4 10 here on girlsplayfooty.com radio. And uh, as Pete said, Lucy's got the uh, job of awarding the best on ground, so I'm handballing over to you. Big job for first first time uh, in the commentary team, but I think uh, no doubt we'll have to go to Emma Carney with her 29 possessions, one goal, and just overall impact on the game. Whenever something happened for Melbourne Uni, she seemed to be involved. So definitely... Well, I was about to say, if you don't use Emma it, you can be out of the commentary <laughs> <laughs> Uh, unlike you, Christy, she didn't sort it out in the car park prior to the game. Uh, yeah, that was the Elise O'Day thing at Casey Fields. Thank you very much. Uh, um, so, number 15, Emma Carney, Melbourne Uni, our player of the day. Nick will grab her in a moment's time once they break for that. And then also we'll get, the hopefully, the song in the rooms as well. The Muggers will be singing it out loud. Boy, oh boy, it's the first time in two years the Falcons have lost a game. Yes, OK, there is caveats. As we said, Hammond went down with an injury. Daisy Pierce, Melissa Hickey, Astro O'Connor, Nat Exxon, all first team oh, players. Melbourne are missing players too. Yeah, and Melbourne, as we said, uh, not only with a couple of injuries that went down for them, but also Cat Phillips in the forward line and in defence, Cecilia McIntosh being those players out. It is impressive, though, that the Muggers were able to run out the game when they were two down on the bench for a majority of it, three in that last term. So, And as well, that first five minutes of the first term, you felt, uh-oh, here comes Darabin. And any weaker sides, particularly with the mental demons they've had against Darabin, would have gone crumbled, would have gone, oh no, it's going to happen to us again, isn't it? They flipped it around, they managed to get it up the guts, and then they just put the foot down. They put the foot on the throat and killed him. Well, they had they had four inside 50s in the opening five minutes and not one scoring shot. And to be honest, not even a hint of a scoring shot, really. And with their key defender, with Melbourne's key defender down and probably one of 
it may be the best key defender in the competition. Not there. That's just remarkable. And, and it, something positive to come out for someone like Saundry. This will be her first full season of VFL Women's. And for her to hold them back when they they actually wave after wave of attack is is really something to hang their hat on, I think. And Bailey Hunt as well on Katie Brennan. I mean, she's... I mean, OK, Brennan did pick up some possessions, but none of them were damaging. Mm. No, and as, as we've talked about, so she... Brennan had 19, and she had a great game, but as as we were talking about before, we, they had to rob Peter to play Paul, and that's, that's what happened. Talking about uh, good players, our player of the day is Emma Carney. She wins the $50 Rebel Sport voucher. She's with Nick Necropontis down there on the boundary line. Thanks, guys. Yeah, I'm down here with Emma Carney. Great win to uh, avenging the grand final loss last year. Yeah, it was. It was a really good start to the year and hopefully we can continue our form. It was a pretty tough sort of contest in the wet, especially early on. Um, Darabin certainly brought pressure on, on us and, um, you know, they're missing a few players. So we um, expect them to be back better when we play them. What's it like backing up after the AFL women's season? Obviously, now you've come straight into the VFL. How's the body feeling? Yeah, it's quite a, an unusual feeling, I guess. We've, um, we haven't really trained much as a group um, in the lead-up to the start of the year, and um, I think we've had maybe two sessions where a whole playing group's been there. So um, it's a bit more of a relaxed feeling, and you know, everyone who played in the AFLW season sort of brought their part to the team, which um, is really happy with that. No scoring at all to the uh, left-hand side of the ground. What, what do you think uh, caused that? Yeah, there is a little bit of wind factor involved. Um, I don't know if that played a big big part of it or um, we sort of just lost a bit of um, focus or something in that in those quarters when we're kicking down to that end. So, um, I don't know, it's something that we could probably address when we look at the footage at some stage. Uh, just finally, playing against some of your uh, Bulldogs opponents, how was that? Yeah, it was good fun. Um, I, uh, there's a bit of a banter out there. Um, uh, it's a little bit unusual when you've been spending a lot of time with them over the last sort of five months. But, um, yeah, really enjoyable to be playing against them, but um, more importantly, playing back with Melbourne Uni. Thanks for your time, Emma, and you're our player of the day, so here's your $50 Rebel Sport voucher. Thanks very much. Thank Thanks. you. Emma Carney down there, our player of the day with Nick Necropontis, who hopefully will get the theme song as well in the room. Just turn the mic on as soon as you hear it, and we'll, we'll see if we can get it there for you, Nick. So um, if you head into the rooms and uh, just... So Nick heading in there to get the theme song. Just turn on the mic as soon as they start singing it out loud. And they will be because the last time they sung it against Darabin. That game also two years ago, Kirby Bentley played in a guest appearance from Melbourne Uni. Yep. Well done. And carved Darabin up for the first half. How handy would she be for Melbourne Very, very handy. (laughs) Handy was ridiculous. Also in that game, uh, Cecilia McIntosh and Elise O'Day clashed heads. And poor old Elise looked like she was on Mars there. I've seen that many head clashes from Junior over the years and I've seen one where she had a clash probably five minutes prior and then she was standing still and just fell over like a sack of spuds poor thing when she was only 15 she has had a lot of head knocks over the years that big bonce of hers The interesting thing Lucy as we come away from this game is what does it mean for Melbourne Uni not just obviously four points they would have been wanting to win over a Darabin side missing a few star players but to run away with it yeah, that's obviously the big takeaway from this game is that it's not only a win, but they have definitely run away with quite the lead. I think they'll probably be able to pat themselves on their back with this one, and I think they did move the ball a lot better than Darabin and did sort of um, play a better game in the wet conditions than Darabin did. So I think, yeah, with players like Emma Carney and Blackburn playing for them and Caitlin Ashmore being influential on the wing like she was in the second half, they definitely made the most of the list that they had, considering that Darabin had a few players out. Here's the song in the rooms. 